right, here we go. Episode number 320 of Raiders Fan Radio. Hey, it's Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, here in the home office, and you are listening to the Raiders Fan Radio podcast, taking that lighter journey into the dark side with Murph, Swag Jeff, and Michelle. She's got great hair. It's a little pink. It's a little purple. Whatever it is, I'll tell you what, if I could grow it, I would sign up for that color Today, So listen to her and the entire crew as they give you all the information on the Raiders, on the podcast that benefits the One Nation Foundation. It's a great cause. It's a great pod. Tune in. Turn it up. Here it comes. All that Raiders info and takes coming at you right now. Jackpot, baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle. Listening live to Raiders Fan Radio. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 320 of Raiders Fan Radio coming at you, where we are fans of the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't, and we unapologetically root for our team to win. Always. Uh, we appreciate you joining us live tonight here on the YouTube's youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And you can join us each and every week on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific here on the YouTube's. Or you can catch us on any audio podcast service. All you got to do is uh, just search. You just you just type Raiders Fan Radio. There you go. And in, in, into your into your search bar there. Yep. Uh, and, and whatever your whatever audio podcast service you use like Spotify or Pandora or Amazon Music or any of that stuff, you can find Raiders Fan Radio. So we appreciate you, Raider Nation, so very, very much for joining us uh, tonight in the Fan Cave. We've got so much to get to tonight. There is news breaking, literally, as we're, as we're coming to air here. And uh, so we got a lot of lot to talk about tonight. So let's go ahead and, and kick it off, kick it around the room. Oh, I forgot we got Manscaped tonight, Jeff. We forgot to talk about that. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah you darn right you do. I came prepared. You did? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Do we have an extra Manscaped to share one with our oh, with our yeah. in-studio guest? Absolutely. I've got one right here. Give that to him when we're done. Nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 We, got a, we, got a, we got a present for you there. You get, you get You get gear. You get swag when you come. It's like when you go <laughs> like to a it. ball game. There you yeah, go. Yeah, <laughs> you get to walk away with, with a gift bag. There you go. But anyways, without further ado, let's go ahead and start off by passing it to my best friend and yours. He adorns the Eastern Annex of the Murphs Fan Cave Desk. He is Swag Jeff. Hey. You're in profile. What up, Swaggo? Oh, my gosh, man. I'm... 
you know, I, I think I tweeted it out the other day. Like, th- I've never been more excited for an off-season show Let's go. than what I am right now, man, because there's so much news, so much stuff to get to, so much implications of the Raiders' future, and I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but I want to respect uh, some folks uh, right quick here in the chat room right here. Of course, we've got the whole crew. Everyone's showing up already. But I want to give respect to uh, to not one but two men guy. Oh, yeah, the okay. man, the man, cool, Daniel man, and Matthew Mangus are both in the house, man. Uh, uh, Daniel Mangus says, what are you nerds waiting for? Press the damn button uh, with a $50 donation of the One Nation Foundation. Absolutely. Come on, Matthew. Absolutely. Well, that was Daniel. Oh, Daniel. That Thank was Daniel. You, Daniel. But, then, but then Matthew Mangus so followed it up and said, in the words of our new head coach, Raiders! With a $50 oh, donation oh, as well. Come on. The men guy are here and they're not playing around for sure, man. So, and then followed it up. Foxy Scorpio that said anyone who doesn't donate tosses Andy Reid salad. So hey, don't That's tell us about Matthew don't tell us about your life, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, life. But, but but also a uh, a twenty dollar donation wow. to the foundation Thank as well. You so much, so right Foxy here at the Scorpio. top, we've already raised hundred and twenty bucks for the foundation. Get out of here, man! Get out of here, man! That's unbelievable, man! I can't wait to get into the show. So without further ado, hey, well, hold on. Can I can I interrupt you? Tell everybody yes. where that money goes. It goes to the One Nation Foundation. So uh, we realized a few years ago we could make some money doing this show, and we decided to give all that away to different Raider-related charities, and that primarily is the Belitnikoff Foundation. It is Raider Dad. It is the uh, Max Crosby Foundation that just came up. Uh, so and, and several other opportunities are, are, are in the works as well. So uh, we can't thank you enough, Raider Nation. This all starts with you, and because of you, we get attention of some other bigger-name folks that also contribute. So thank you very much. It's all going to great stuff and Raider related stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so as I was saying right there, so without further ado, uh, our best friend and yours, uh, the woman adorning the, uh, Southern annex of the Eastern annex of the Murph fan cave desk. Please welcome in (laughs) Michelle Swag. Hi, Michelle. (laughs) Hey guys. Oh man, it feels good to be back in the cave. Well, we haven't seen you since yes, Vegas. That's right. Uh, yes, that is true. Yeah, I'm just now recovering. So <laughs> yes, I needed, yeah. the, I needed the break. But yeah, Jeff, you said it. Like I really, and I told Jeff actually before I wasn't talking about. Like, it wasn't. So don't get mad, Dad. Oh, okay. it wasn't that. But um, you were talking said, about show like, stuff. I, no, it was not really. If you what? But, damn it. <laughs> no, but I was saying like I, I'm, I'm so excited. Like I, I've. I don't think, and I say this every year, but I don't think I've ever been this excited for an off season to progress. Like, oh, I'm there's really, a lot of hope in the air. There's a lot, a of, lot hope. of upside. And it's not yeah. like I didn't have to generate the hope myself. Right. Like I didn't have to yeah, yeah, pretend yeah, yeah. And, and lie to myself that things were going to be great. So Because we have certainly been lying to ourselves oh, as Raider fans oh, for, for plenty of long yes, enough time. Yeah. I have. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so appreciate you, Michelle, uh, being here. Uh, absolutely. And so we have uh, a fourth. Uh, person in the absolutely boot, in, in, a full boat tonight. <laughs> yeah, full boat do. tonight. Uh, so let's go ahead and turn it over to the man that is now adorning the southern annex to the southern annex to the eastern annex of the Murphs Fan Cave desk. He's the proprietor of Domenico's Italian Deli here in lovely Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and hosts an amazing college football podcast called The Group of Five Guys. When you could check them out on any audio, audio podcast service, and I'll leave him to to shout out the details of that show. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and welcome to the show the legendary quarterback, the all-time passing leader for Alameda High School. Come on! Oakland's Laney's Laney College in Oakland's own MTSU star, Jeff Murphy. Hey! Oh, Jeff. Can you just, like, follow me around? 
Every time I walk into a room, that would be like incredible. That's the best. We'll, we'll ever play gotten. Indiana Jones music, and then and I'll just give you a, a, a voiceover. Yeah, absolutely. That'd Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you having me on, man. There's so much going on right now, and I don't know. Like, is it is it too early to say Super Bowl yet? Is it too early? <laughs> Hell Never, no. ever too early. Right? Did you did you no, know I'm that? Did you that. know we're going to the Super Bowl? I did not know that. Yeah. I'd heard that somewhere, Swaggy, but yeah. I I wasn't 100 percent sure yeah, if that was a yeah. fact yet. 100. But now we got our GM, our head coach. That's it. Jimmy Hardballs is with the uh, oh, San Diego Chargers. Or <laughs> what'd, LA you, Char- what'd you call him? Jimmy Hardballs. <laughs> <laughs> He's with the Chargers, the adults. So perfect. Yeah. This is the perfect. It's a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Going right now. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good stuff there, man. So appreciate you uh, joining us here in the fan cave as always. And uh, while, while we've got a minute, go ahead and uh, shout out group of five guys. Tell everybody where they can find you guys, or what you guys talk about, all that good stuff. Give us the rundown. Yeah. So uh, me and my buddies, we played at MTSU and we have a podcast called the group of five guys podcast. So we cover college football, mainly the group of five conferences, the lost conferences really that ESPN CBS that nobody really talks about but if you look at our roster Max Crosby Malcolm Coons Devontae Adams all of our top guys are a group of five guys they yep. went to these smaller schools so there's a lot of values especially we got the draft coming up we'll be at the senior bowl next week to look at a lot of these guys Let's that we have potential drafting so uh, if you want to give us a follow on all the social medias at group of five guys and uh, our show is on YouTube as well as all the social media platforms as well and the audio version on all platforms. So give us a check. Give us, check us out. Right on. And, and talk a little bit about what you got going on. We'll dig into a little bit more here uh, in a minute. But talk about next week being at the Senior Bowl. We've already heard now that the Raiders' new GM, and we're going to get in all the discussion on Tom Telesco in a minute, but him and his scouting yeah. team are planned to be at the Senior Bowl this year. And so uh, talk a little bit about what the Senior Bowl is and what the significance is that for us as Raider fans. Yeah, so the Senior Bowl, they have it every year. Um, and Jim Nagy's done a phenomenal job since he's taken it over. And it's really the premier uh, kind of bowl game for all the athletes that are going into the NFL. If you get an invite to the Senior Bowl, you are the top of the top in college football. So there, there's a lot of uh, uh, different players from all different types of schools. And there's a handful of group of five guys that will be there. So we'll be there all week getting media day. If I can grab Telesco, mm-hmm. I'm going to try and grab him. I'll throw my Raiders. Be our man on the scene. Be there the you go. Respondent <laughs> and grill him about his plan going forward. But um, no, it's a great time for, for these athletes and these young men to get, to get a platform that they might not have had during the season get in front of all these NFL coaches. There's a bunch of different coaches from all the NFL teams that'll be there working these guys out, watching them practice, um, and, and really grilling them all day because they get a lot of the interviews and the character stuff they want to find out too. So it's an awesome, awesome uh, event. So we're excited to be there. So check us out. We'll be going live from Media Day next Wednesday. Very, very cool. And we're looking forward to having you join us uh, on the show. Hopefully we'll yeah. get a, we'll get a, a firsthand account of, uh, of what it's like there talking to Tom Telesco. But at a minimum, uh, you guys are going to be down there and, and seeing what they're looking for. Because, I mean, everyone's wearing team gear, all the, the coaching yep. staffs and everything. So you're going to get a good idea of, you know, what players that, uh, that, that this staff is looking for. And there's some big-time quarterbacks that are going to be down there too this year. Right, Murph? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look right now, I got the list in front of me. Joe Milton from Tennessee. Bo Nix from Oregon, uh, Sam Hartman, who is the quarterback at Notre Dame, uh, Michael Penix will be there. So I don't, you know, who knows where, what pick are we? 13th? 13. 13, 13th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know how, how far these guys are going to fall or if we're going to try and trade up, but 
There's a couple other guys on the list, too, that are group of five guys that if we can snag them in the later rounds, might be a good decision. Very cool. Very cool. And so, uh, all right, so appreciate uh, QB Jeff being here. Uh, appreciate the group of five guys. And so, Swag Jeff, um, let's go ahead and take our episode number and tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation, which you do such a great job of that every week. Well, you do yeah. a great job of this, Jeff. I'm you really great I'm, job. I just want to take take a minute do, and let's let's celebrate dudes hyping up other dudes. You do a really good job on oh, this show. Thank you, man. And with your episode number. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really good at this podcast. So stuff. good at it. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really good at it. You guys are hella lucky to have a guy like me. I'm telling you. Uh yeah, but but as Murph said, uh yes, so each and every week I take a significant moment within Raider Nation so related. Love humble humility. as hell, man. Love yeah, humble. absolutely. Well, I'm, ro- I'm rocking bla- all black Air Force Ones tonight, so I just... You I can't feel, tell I, them shit. I got the swag. <laughs> Show them, dude. I got... Huh? Lift your leg, man. Hey, Show it hey, off, man. Look at it. Hey. Hey. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah. I'm rocking, rocking the kicks, man. So I got a little extra juice tonight, man. Oh, I got a little, okay. little extra swag. Oh, hey. 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 absolutely, uh-uh. man. Absolutely. So hey, but so before I do that, uh, Kevin the Raider nerd uh, dropped in there. Uh, says hello, oh, nation. Respect to RFR. Let's smoke that shit. Let's talk that shit. <laughs> do it the Raider yeah. way. Antonio Pierce said it best. Uh, Kevin the Raider nerd, a fifty dollar. Oh my gosh, Absolutely, man. Dang, y'all, we're coming out of the gate strong yeah, tonight. I'm telling you, man. And then Matthew Mangus, you know, he already donated 50 bucks, and he said that wasn't enough for tonight. So he said for the three group of five okay. players we currently have, we're here getting Michael Penix Jr. That's his take. So, uh, but uh, but another $30 donation. Wow. wow. Thank you. Yeah, the Mangus guys, they must have got paid today. That's right. They got paid today. <laughs> well, thank, yeah. you to, thank you to Kevin, and, and, and thank you to the Mangus uh, brothers, and, you know, and Foxy Scorpio, and everybody that's given already mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, Jeff mentioned the foundation earlier and just to say real quick for those of you that are new to the show our nonprofit supports different Raiders related charities like the Bulitnikov Foundation and and also like Raider Dad and Raider Dad are they're taking underprivileged kids to Raider games and they are uh, Helping, they're helping them attend the game with their with their parental figures, and so it's an amazing organization um, that that's really bringing families together. And then with the Bolitnikovs, they're taking young women at risk of domestic violence and substance abuse, and are giving them not only safe spaces but offering them rehabilitative services, everything from counseling to physical rehabilitation, uh, and just helping them reacclimate into uh, into a healthy lifestyle. And so. This, this stuff, these folks out there are doing the Lord's work, and that's where this money goes. And so with with big donations like we're getting tonight, I don't want that to get lost on, on anybody. We appreciate you guys so very, very much. We have some big goals this year with Bulletnikov. we got some big goals to, to, with, with Raider Dad, and we're hoping to support the Raider Dad folks here in the first quarter uh, of 2024. So yep. off to an awesome start. Thank you guys so very, very much. I'd never want it to get lost that your generosity is so very, very much appreciated here at Raiders Fan Radio. Absolutely. So, hey, so we are at episode 320, so uh, so yeah so so if you've been paying attention to the show so uh each and every week i take a significant moment within raider nation related back to the episode number and so 320 and this one it's a it's a career stat we love a career we stat. love a good career stat around here michelle and so uh and so this one so we're going back how far are you going back way back and it goes a little something like this <laughs> hit it uh so and actually it's not too too far back it's you know but it but it's back so we're gonna do that uh <laughs> So Miss, not way, it's way back-ish. back. It's so. backish. Yeah. It's backish. It's backish. It's a little backish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't tell us about your life. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to be highlighting one of our favorite wide receivers to ever do it. Uh, Hunter Renfro. <laughs> oh, further oh, back than that, three hundred and twenty passes this year. Oh, oh all right, all right. come Damn, on, slot machine. All right, uh, okay, wait, look, uh, let's give, give me a, give me an era, give me a range. Uh, eighties, nineties. 
Uh, well, Timmy Brown. Of course, Mr. Okay. Raider himself, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So absolutely. So the all-pro receiver for our silver and black that would later end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, he, he was he was good at catching balls, right? He was good. He was catching passes and all that stuff, scoring touchdowns, all that stuff. But, you know, early in his career, he, he returned some kicks. He returned some kicks. He returned a little bit of kicks, man. So uh, so he uh, touchdown Timmy uh, had a total of 3,272 uh, yards and three electrifying touchdowns in the punt return game. Wow. He returned 320 punts oh, in his career. Oh, he's done, Swaggy. Hey. Wow. Oh, deep into the back. Thanks, Timmy. Yeah. Thanks, Timmy B. That is good stuff. Hey, and thank you to Raider True Chicken in there before we go to the break. There you with go. With a $4.99 super chat. Oh, nice. He says the Raider True Chicken is doing the happy chicken dance, uh, and he's excited for 2024. Go Raiders. There you go. There you go. Two Raider True Chicken. We got to paint that. Like, we got to paint these things like silver and black oh, or something. Yeah. And actually have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> I wonder if Fanatics sells those. I'm sure mm-hmm. they do. They sell everything else with Raiders on it. Yeah. yeah, they do. And I have it all. Hey, Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909-345-3346, or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki 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 Talk. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out here twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh, my God. If that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. Yeah, it was. That was a lot. That was, that was a lot going on. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, that's okay. It was all right. It's all right. It was all right. Q- QB Jeff was texting, so, that's, you that's know, a, it's fine. Thanks for keeping up there. I was late, Jeff. and I was like, well, I can't chime in now. It was, it was too late. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. It's like, hey, look, you already leapt across the line. Like, you might as well just hit the guy in front of you. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Yeah, man. You're well. going to get penalized either way, man. That's just, it. Just go for it. That's it. And, um, speaking, of, and speaking of Raider legends, man, so, uh, so our yes, very own it. Stu Schwaggert's in the Let's building. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. Absolutely. And I love it that he asked you if you wearing a Rose Bowl hat. So I gotta, I gotta tell you something, Jeff. Okay. I've had, a, I've had a little mini revelation here. Have you? Yeah, you've had that Raider hat. I'll put it on the floor. Those of you that are on the audio podcast, Jeff's got a black Raiders hat and it's got a rose on the side of it. Yeah. And I remember when you got that thing, I thought, well, that's an odd pairing just to have a rose in there. <laughs> and so Stu is asking, is that a Rose Bowl hat? Well, of course it is because the first Super Bowl we won is at the Pasadena Rose Bowl, man. <laughs> come on. Let's go. Come on, man. Well, actually, the reason I bought the hat is because my daughter's middle name is Rose. Oh. Uh, but, but I but now you I, got I three like meanings. 
three. There you go. It's I a got a bunch for. of meanings. Yeah, it's, it's a, a three for. Yeah. I love a good three for. I love a good three. Don't tell me about your life. Absolutely. Hey, before we move on, Matthew Mangus. Matthew Mangus. Speaking of a three for. Oh, nice. Opportunity missed. Michelle with the low hanging fruit. I'm going to bust my balls Every over that, Michelle. Oh, my gosh. And, hey, Matthew Mangus Smooth. went in there. Smooth balls. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Mangus, uh, he, he, he just decided to just round it out. He swung for the fence. He just swung oh. for the fence. And, man, uh, much respect <laughs> to Matthew. He dropped another $20 oh, in there. Thank you, so he's on. He's at $100 for the night, man. So much respect, Matthew. That's awesome, Matthew. Absolutely. <laughs> Matthew, Absolutely. I'm going to send you a t-shirt, buddy. Oh, there you go. Make good, sure I good, got good. your address. Murph at RaidersFanRadio.com. I'm going to shoot you a t-shirt. Thank yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that shit. Uh, hey, right. so, so Tell we, us about how you handle so we, your low-hanging fruit. <laughs> hey, so we interrupt this. Uh, we, we and interrupt. it gets lower and lower the older you get. Oh, my <laughs> God, man. It never stops. Yeah, it never stops falling. <laughs> never stops stopping. <laughs> never stop, never stopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we interrupt this amazing and chaotic episode of Raiders Fan Radio uh, to bring to you a message from our good, good friends at Manscaped. So, uh, so I don't know if you're like me, you know, you got you got to clean yourself from time to time. You got to take care <laughs> of the boys down there. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, so we bring to you this amazing <laughs> ad and stuff from Manscaped. So Manscaped, uh, it reduces the nicks, reduces the cuts, all that stuff. And it's not just the shavers. It's not just the ball trimmers, all that stuff. They got amazing products, whether it be the ball toner, uh, the, the ball deodorant, all that stuff. They've got amazing colognes. They've got de- uh, deodorants. I think I mentioned that, but I like it apparently. So because I, I said it twice. Uh, um, so, uh, so yeah, so well, there's the, two the, down there. Abs, ab, well, there you go. <laughs> well, and you got two armpits. Uh, so, so we bring to you right here, the lawnmower 5.0 ultra. It's got, it's the performance pack. The performance pack comes with an, um, the most comfortable underwear that I've ever worn in my life. It's, it's game changing really? for sure, man. And it comes with all those lotions and deodorants and all that stuff as well. And it comes with the star of the show. The lawnmower 5.0 has all the different guards comes with it. It comes with an amazing bag as well. This thing's unbelievable, man. And uh, if you liked the the lawnmower 4.0, get in the mix with the 5.0, man, because they made it even better. I don't even know how that's possible, but they did it. So, uh, so yeah, so we've got uh, – go to manscaped.com. Manscaped.com, use promo code MURPH, and that gives you 20% off plus free shipping worldwide. That's so many balls, I've lost count, and I tried to count them. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. count balls all your life. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, man. I knew I'm that about you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big ball counter. <laughs> Big ball counter right here. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, so promo code Murph, like I said, uh, Manscaped. M U R F. Yep, absolutely. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> Nobody enjoyed a good bunny dip more than six-year linebacker Phil Villapiano. This is Phil Villapiano, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. I appreciate everybody joining us live tonight in the chat room. Thank you yeah. all so very, very much where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. And so let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's 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 talk. We got a lot to talk about tonight. And so uh, we're going to start off at the top of the show. We like to give a little bit of respect. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we're Italian. So we like to give a little <laughs> bit of respect. Hey. <laughs> Swaggy J Nation It's time for a little respect You know Respect ain't bought It ain't sold It ain't demanded It ain't negotiated It's earned And without blowing smoke Or giving shameless plugs 
we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. Tommy telescopes. Matching up his telescope and his low hanging fruit. Oh my gosh. Hey, Big Bass Raiders in the building. Hey, Big Bass. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so before we give respect, I want to give respect to the folks in the chat, man. So Lencho, Stu Swaggert's in there. What's up, Jay Jackson, Steve Jones, Lee B, Gianluca Morelli is in there. The Mangus Boys are in there. SoCal Sal, Mark Salter, Wyo Raider. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raphael's in there. Johnny Kicknuts is in there. Uh, <laughs> that's a great name. That's a great name. Johnny Kicknuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rogue Codes in there. Hooligan Nation. Uh, Raider Dank Vader's in there. We got the whole crew. Oh, there. that's awesome, man. Appreciate you all so very, very much for joining us here for this episode of Raiders Fan Radio. All right, so we like to give a little bit of respect. And so I, I you know, I invoked his name there a second ago, uh, Tom Telesco. And I, we're going to get into the deeper discussion around all this, but I'll tell you this just here at the top. My initial response was not entirely positive. My initial sure. response to the hire was like, eh, okay. Because, well, I mean, I think a lot of us were thinking that it was going to be Champ Kelly. And then a lot of us were thinking that you know, we had uh, what Ed Dodds is, has been in. Yep. Now he's got the, the bona fides. We thought that they could have gone a different direction. And then here comes Telesco almost out of nowhere, it felt like. And so my initial response was, damn it. Like, I just, I didn't, and, and shame on me if the, just, but I'm just telling you my initial response. My initial thought was, I, I love Antonio Pierce so much and I'm such a fan of this man that immediately I thought, oh, great, here we go. Here's Tom Telesco going to come in, going to want to do things his way. You know, he's going to have like, he's got this history, this long history in the NFL. He's going to come in with this very sp specific way of going about to building a roster and it's got the potential to clash with our head coach. I, that was my initial thought. I was wrong. And so my respect goes to Tom Telesco because today at the, the press conference, one of my favorite things that was said, period, let alone uh, between him and Antonio Pierce both, was that he said, my theory on roster management, roster building is based through, the, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's based on the vision of the head coach. And he clearly acknowledges Antonio Pierce as the de facto leader of the Las Vegas Raiders. There was, I didn't sense anything. And he mentioned partnership numerous times. And I didn't sense anything at all from him that said, here's my way. Because the guys that come into the building and have my way, typically it goes south. And even Antonio Pierce in some of his comments mentioned one of my favorite things he said, this Raider thing is not for everybody. Not everybody can be Raiders. And we've been saying this on this show to a chagrin of a lot of people where we've caught a lot of shit there is something very real about the idea that you have to be something very specific to be a coach, a player, or even a fan of this football team. It is unique unto itself. And the idea that Tom Telesco recognizes that and acquiesces to that idea, because he says, I'm new to the building, but here's the things that are evident, the way that the Raiders operate with their alumni. Like, I, and I don't want to just relive it because we're going to get on to a bigger discussion around it. But that idea that from day freaking one, from minute one, he's already like giving it up that this is not, I'm not here to do things the Telesco way. I'm here to be part of this organization and it's going to be based on this man to my left's vision. That I thought 
was like, okay, you won me over, done. So much respect, Tom Telesco. Absolutely, man. And just to kind of piggyback on what you said there. So so I kind of had the same reaction that you did a little bit. You know, I think a lot of people did, you know, because everyone, you know, wanted champ, all that stuff. And if not him, then Ed Dodds for sure. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed. But once we kind of dug in and I'm like, OK, he's. He's done a pretty good job in his career. He's experienced as hell. So, you know, so he was with the Colts. Uh, he was a scout team guy, all that stuff. Uh, he took over, and during his tenure with the Colts, it was one of the most successful eras in the Colts. I mean, oh, yeah, the first year that he was a part of it, they drafted Peyton Manning and all that stuff. So he's had his hand in a lot of great picks, a lot of great decisions, and then went to the Chargers and say what you will, we hate the Chargers more than anything, but, you know, They've got some players there. Yeah. They've got some players, and that was, you know, that was him. And and I don't think he was in charge of the payroll either. You know, everyone was. Right. I see people freaking out that you know, oh well, that's you know, look at look at the financial situation that the Chargers. I don't think that was him. No, you know, well, we're gonna so, get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But uh, but so you also brought up the uh, alumni. I wanna I wanna respect Raider alumni. Nice. Yeah, okay. ab absolutely. And we've got one in the house and right, Stu right yeah, there. So yeah, I yeah. want to respect Stu and the rest of the Raider alums. Once a Raider, always a Raider for sure, man. Because, you know, they really, you know, it's one thing for fans to uh, to support AP. It's one thing for media people. It's one thing for whoever. But it's another thing to hear it from the people that have done it. The people that have donned the shield, yes. wore the silver and black. I really think you can't overlook that. And, you know, kind of like what you said, too. It takes a special person to coach the Raiders. It takes a special person to be the players. And we that's not us saying that. That was, oh, yeah, Raider alumni Lincoln Kennedy saying that as well. You know, we heard it straight from the horse's mouth. On this mouth, freaking man, show. On this yeah. freaking show. So, so much respect to the Raider alums for understanding why AP is the guy and voicing that as well. You know, yes, it's one thing to hear it from a guy like Max and Devontae and all that stuff, but we hear it from the alums, the guys that understand what Raider football is all about, the mystique of the Raiders, the commitment to excellence, all that stuff. And Antonio Pierce has it. Absolutely. That's a great it. one. That's a great one, Jeff. And, and you know, and those guys, he talked about it today, even too, Michelle, about having the locker room open and, you know, yeah. like going forward and like he, his arms, it's this, well, it's, it's another topic. We'll get into it. <laughs> Let's go to your respect because we are going to get into a, a bigger version of Antonio Pierce and Tom Telesco, but who you got to respect well, tonight? So mine is Antonio Pierce oh, because well, <laughs> he, we call that a segue yeah. <laughs> in the biz. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Murph. Um, he does understand what it means to be a Raider. He does. And I, I think he obviously went to Mark Davis with a plan that, you know, it's not like he just no, looks the part and he speaks the part, but he knows yes. what needs to happen. There's substance behind and it. It's not just style. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, and I think he understands. <laughs> that Sorry, man. I'm, I'm firing same, a lot of shots same. tonight. Yeah. He understands that there is another level that you can unlock from a player if they understand what it means to be a Raider and to have that as a head coach, I think is going to take everyone to the next level. And oh man, I think he is absolutely the person that needed to be hired. And I'm just excited. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So uh, last up, we're going to turn it over to, uh, to QB Jeff down there and listen, and I, I was, I was giving him high praise earlier, but like literally Jeff, I'm going to set you up here. You grew up around the corner from the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you grew up, you know, as as close in proximity. You know, John Gruden had came to your house to do laundry one time. He did. Like you know, Murphy's got an an entire history, family history, um, in in being linked with the Raiders and really understands 
what this Raider thing is all about from from day one. And so who do you got for respect tonight? Well, before I get to my respect, I want to piggyback off of something that Michelle said. So not all, everything she said is spot on. But another thing is, and I said this when we hired McDaniels, and I was, I, I was not a fan of that hire, and this goes into my respect, but players more than anybody else can spot a phony quicker than anybody Amen. else. Amen. And from all intents and purposes, from every player that we've heard from, AP is the real deal. They have faith in him, they believe in him, and they want him to be the coach. The players wanted him to be the coach. Most of the fan base wanted him to be the coach. And most of the media people that I've heard talk say that too. Like this is honestly one of the first times in a long time that we've had a pretty good consensus on this guy being the yes. guy. Yes. So honestly, if, if he doesn't work out, at least we were all on board with it. Yeah. Everybody you know? except for like one guy. Yeah. There was one guy in the chat, whatever, but and there's, there's another guy, guy in social media. Guy, yeah. Uh, too, but, his career. If he's still but, there. <laughs> pl players can spot a phony real quick. And I think mm. they spotted that with McDaniels and the fact that everyone's on board with Pierce is big. Now to my respect, and I've given this guy some, some harsh criticism over the last <laughs> couple of years, but I'm giving respect to Mark Davis. And this is why. Come on. Nice. Do it. For certain decisions in the past, McDaniels being one of them, I, di I didn't like to hire, but he was our coach, so I'm going to support the Raiders that are, right? I think it was very smart going to Lesko. I think with Antonio Pierce being a first-year head coach, with a lot of inexperience as a coach, he's going to have growing pains. He's going to have a learning curve. If they would have went Champ Kelly, you would have had both first-time, first-year yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Telesco's a unique blend of having experience, but still being on the younger side of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he seems to be, you know, locked into the analytical side of things. He's had a pretty good draft um, history with the Chargers being 11 years there. That's pretty good experience. So I think having that unique uh, uh, blend of, uh, of experience and youth to go along with the first year head coach is smart. It's a smart decision by Mark Davis. One that in the past I felt like he's made decisions for the wrong reasons. So shout out Mark Davis. I think this is a good, I think it's a good hire. He might not have been everybody's top of the board, but I think it, it, it the hiring, the hire was for the right reasons. And I think it makes sense. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Good That's stuff. Good, good stuff. All right. And, uh, and, and gosh, and speaking of respect, uh, our buddy Hooligan Nation in the chat room there says, respect to the Meng guy because we had another oh, $50 donation from Daniel Mangus. He said, breaking news, Broncos suck, Casey sucks, Chargers suck, that is all. <laughs> Perfect. That's <laughs> true. And you're, you're not wrong, my friend. But I, listen, dude, um, the, the, if we could spend an entire show telling everybody how thankful we are. Uh, so to, to keep it about the Raiders, we'll, we'll move on. But I just, I don't want it to get lost how much we appreciate your generosity. Uh, dropping 50 $30, even the $5 donations. We appreciate it also very, very much. We thank you guys. We love you guys. Your generosity is not lost on us. Thank you so very, very much, Mangus Brothers. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Max Crosby from the Oakland Raiders. And goes down, and Max Crosby, who forced a fumble last week. You're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Just win, baby. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know, uh, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more... Uh, 
uh, uh, uh, uh, complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Well, I'll tell you what I'm blathering about. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. Hey, I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but Antonio Pierce is our new full-time head coach. Let's go! Yay! Yay! Um, since Antonio Pierce took over as interim head coach of the Raiders, we are uh, only allowing 16 points a game. Uh, that is first in the NFL. We had 30 sacks. That's third in the NFL. We had four defensive touchdowns. That's first in the NFL. We had 31 penalties. That's the fewest in the NFL. And we had a plus 62 point differential for fourth <laughs> In the NFL. This was absolutely slam dunk the right hire. Now, we're, I know the news of the day is Telesco, and I know probably Harbaugh as well, but it's been a minute since we've been here on the airwaves, and so I definitely want us to go around the horn here and talk about the Antonio Pierce effect. You guys, anybody that's listened to this show knows that we've pontificated our, our you know, pontificated our positivity about Pierce. <laughs> How about that? Um, we've done that a lot, but I, I don't want it to get lost, and, I, and there's something... That's so important. We, we joked earlier about the their style and their substance there, but there's something to feed on the, the idea that it takes someone completely be unique to coach this team, to play for this team, to root for this team. And the idea that we have someone in there now that's not only doing that and then like showing that outwardly, but is living it and bringing back the spirit of this organization that's frankly been missing for an awful long time. Gruden, I think, got it, but he had trouble replicating it in his second stint. His first stint, definitely it was there. It, it felt very raidery that, that, uh, that first time with Gruden. It felt pretty raidery at times with Jack Del Rio, but I think a lot of that was because of the success of the team. But now when you hear the, the comments of what Antonio Pierce is talking about in his press conference today as he's officially in, uh, uh, announced, the, the identity of the team is already there. He understands what this team is all about and to have somebody that can embody that spirit and then impart that. And one of the things that was really clutch that, that I think that they mentioned today, he has a way to communicate to the locker room those concepts, because like, I'll never forget my uncle Mosh told me a long, long time ago when I was, when I was coaching youth sports and he said, you can know everything there is to know about baseball or football or whatever, but if you can't communicate it to your players, then it doesn't matter. And you're just sitting there showing off. So the idea that Antonio Pierce has this style, has this substance and has an effective way to communicate it to the players. And we know that's the truth because we've seen this team already start to turn around. You had a guy like Jack Jones that was a cast off in New England ball out and probably our best corner, maybe one of the, and I'm not trying to oversell this, but maybe one of the best corners we've had since Nandi. I mean, it's been a long time since we had a flat out shutdown type guy or at least a dominant player that could flip the field, that could score. Like, anyways, point being though, Antonio Pierce embodying that spirit of what it is to be a Raider, it, it, it's a perfect call by Mark Davis. It's a perfect thing for this organization and it has reinvigorated this fan base to a way where I'm, and I've never not been proud to be a Raider fan. That will, I will die pride with, with pride of being a Raider fan. But there was, but it was like we were representing the pride of the Raiders of what they were, right? And actually, and I'm, I'm gonna go to you first, QB Jeff. The Raiders were back in the day 
Like that we still embody that as fans, but the team hasn't embodied that in so long. So to now to connect those two things back to one another, it feels so damn good. Yeah, it does. And, and, and you saw it when he took over, like mm. it was immediately yeah. and you could see the effect that he had just from an energy standpoint, turn on the tape, look at the film. They're playing whistle to whistle. Not like we hadn't seen that in years. Really, really since kind of Gruden, his second stint when he started, because towards the end, it got, I felt like it kind of got a little flat. And like, the whole time McDaniels was, they weren't playing for that guy. This guy, this guy like breathed life into this team. And that's what I think we needed. We, we needed a leader. We needed a leader of men. And we got the opportunity to meet that guy yeah. shortly after he got on. And like that speech he gave that <laughs> night Bro. was incredible. Like. It moved us, and we're not even suiting up playing playing yeah, that game. Yeah. Imagine the talks that guy's giving to his players, mm. and he can back it up. He can back it up as a coach. He can back it up as a player because he did it for very good teams, and he was a very good player. There's something to that. You don't have to have the experience to be a great coach, mm. but if you have that, that's just another level where players, from a player's standpoint, I can believe this guy because he did it. Absolutely, man. So there's, there's something to that. Absolutely. And even Stu in there says uh, that's a great point. I don't think the nation and, and, the, and, the, and the, has ever been on the same page more than with AP, even when Stu played. And now, yeah. I'm not saying that some of those players weren't, right. but Dennis Allen sure as shit wasn't, right? Lane Kiffin sure as shit wasn't. No. Like, that, those guys, are, they're not Raiders. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's a different, and like, and you know, and those are the guys that, that were coaching this football team. And even when you, if you go to, you know, freaking Del Rio, and like I said, he had glimpses of that, but even he, like, it just, it just hasn't been there. And so this idea now that now it can connect because like a guy like Stu understood what it meant to be a Raider, but it didn't connect with the coaching staff, right? A guy like Max Crosby knows what it is to be a Raider, but that didn't connect with stupid ass Josh Fatty or McDaniel. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now those things are connected. Don't tell me that doesn't lead to success. And anybody that says otherwise, you're full of shit. It does breed success. Yeah, absolutely. Like, God dang it. Pisses me off. Go ahead, Jeff. Sorry. Shut me up. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you uh, you said substance and I felt triggered a little bit uh, at the top <laughs> right there. Because the only reason I like AP is because he's got cool jackets and stuff. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, you know, I really think that. I really like that, you know, kind of like what you said, you know, culture eats strategy for breakfast. The players have bought in. He's getting more out of players than maybe anyone thought that you could add. I mean, clearly Jack Jones is a prime example of that. Malcolm Kuntz is a fantastic example of that. All that stuff. All of our linebackers, frankly, I mean, Divine Diablo had an incredible year and stuff like that. But I really like that. You know, yes, ever you know, he embodies what it means to be a Raider and all that stuff. But like, he gets. Al Davis football like yeah, some of those man. things that he was saying in that press conference he was talking about you know we want to we want to be able to, to throw it deep all that stuff and what did what did Al Davis say he wanted to have a bomb and be willing to drop it That's he right. didn't want first downs he wanted touchdowns Let's go. all that stuff man he, he wanted to take what they wanted not what the other team was going to like he understands all that stuff so and he hits all those buttons man like he's a great guy like 
he's really good at like politics and stuff like that. Like, you oh, know he's, a like, he can, he he's a good soundbite. He can, he can, he's a good, he, he yeah. good, he's really good at selling himself, but like, but then he backs it up. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Like you can say whatever bullshit you want to, but if you can't back it up, then what the hell is the point of even saying it? But like he gets it, man. And he's getting that out of all of his players. One of the things that he said today was, and it's, you know, flattering as hell for a guy like Max Crosby. When he starts talking about speed, ill intent, violence, pain, all that stuff. And he goes, Max Crosby energy. Yes, like, that was a good whoa, one. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, if we had 53 Max Crosby's on our team, deal. Oh, my gosh. You know, like, I mean, that's it's so freaking good, man. Yeah, I think the thing that makes him, is, like, really special for this time and is that he is a new head coach, so he doesn't have preconceived ideas. Like, when I think about, like, John Gruden was set in his ways. Jack Del Rio sort of had his, you know, what he was going to do. and I, But Antonio Pierce, he's... And I, I think it was Ryan Clark, I think, was saying that he's, like, the fastest learner that he'd ever, like, been around. Like, he watches tape and he understands things and yeah. he takes, thing in, takes things in once and he run, he's able to run with that. So to have that ability as a, a first-time head coach, I think, I think that's a plus. And not being stuck in, this is my way and this is the way we're going to do it. He'll be able to adjust and shift and change as things adjust and shift and change. And I think that's going to be in his favor. He knows what he doesn't know. Yeah. 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 And he's willing to learn what he doesn't know and then get better at that in the process. I, I I know I say it all the time, but I'm so fucking, I'm so excited (laughs) about this hire. I, I, God, he's the perfect guy for the time for right now. Yeah, well, okay, but, <laughs> but thanks. But yeah, I, 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 you know, we, we, we all agree with each other here in the fan cave. I, I, I'm curious to hear you chat room and, and at a minimum, I think that it's, it's a healthy move to make, uh, QB Jeff, because th- there's kind of like a unanimous thing. Okay. And aside from the outliers, which we won't, I'm not going to pick on too much, but like aside from the outliers, it's unanimous amongst alumni, current players, yeah. fan base, media. Like, so even if it doesn't work for whatever reason, and I don't think it's going to fail. I don't think that, that he doesn't have that in him and this organization at this point doesn't have that in them to, to be a miserable failure like what Josh McDaniels was. But even if it's not as successful as we would all hope or like it to be, it's still the right damn call. Don't you think like it's still the the right move versus bringing in, I don't know, pick offensive coordinator of the day and make him a head coach. I still think this was the move. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I said earlier. Like if for whatever reason it doesn't work, at least we were all the vast Mm. majority of everybody that that's on this thing was on the same page with this hire. Like you'll have, like you said, there's a couple that aren't, but what I mean, you can't really go wrong, in my opinion, with this. It's it's for the right reasons. He embodies everything it means to be a Raider. He was a great player, which gives him experience. So why not give this guy a shot? I think sometimes we get too lost in the head coach has got to be a great offensive mind or a great defensive mind. The head coach needs to be a leader of men. Amen. That's yep. what he needs to be. You have an offensive coordinator to coordinate the offense, and you have a defensive one to coordinate the defense. I do like that he was a defensive player, and he's kind of defensive-minded. Um, I think that's that, that gets away from Gruden and McDaniels, who were so offensive-focused, mm. you know, focused because I think when you, when you have a great defense, that, that helps the offense so, so much. And we haven't had that great defense. So to see that turnaround with our defense last season was awesome. 
Like we have not had a defense like oh, that, and I can't close. tell you how long. Yeah. So oh, six. Yeah. So if we of Stewart's Rocker, like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's been a long time. Hundred percent. So if we can keep that rolling, figure out the little pieces we need to on offense. Now, now we're cooking. Now we got it, and AP is going to lead the way. And you could just see it. He just exudes this this aura, this thing. And we saw it at, at the uh, Blidnikov dinner. You see it when he's on stage. And and that's why every damn player in that locker yeah. room wants him 100%. because they feel it. You, it. It's something you can't describe unless you're around somebody that's mm-hmm. a leader, whether it's at your job, like whatever. And we all have had shitty bosses at some point in our life. Like you don't work as hard. You're not going to follow that guy. Like these players are bought into AP. They're going to follow that guy into the gates of hell. That's awesome. That's man. all you That's need. That's awesome. Can't ask for much more than that. And so, and so, in, in speaking of that, and so I've had, I, I want to ask ask you about this, uh, uh, Jeff. Okay. So, no, QB Jeff. Sorry, okay. we're looking at me. <laughs> we have He's a, too busy texting. We have a guest in the house. We have to tap into his expertise. <laughs> I'm tweeting our link. When, when, to the when, show when to I want to know, viewers, when, Jeff. when I want to know about, <laughs> I only did that because you tried to call. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> when, when I want to know about what's on Just, sale at the Raider Image, we'll go to your show, QB Jeff. I'll tell you. Jackass. <laughs> All right. So when it when it when it comes to okay, former players that become coaches, I have this theory that there's when you're a great player, like great, great. When you're Michael Jordan, like when you're a great player, they typically they don't make good head coaches because they have an innate ability and a, a, a God given talent that not everybody has, and they don't know the level of grind. Not to say they're not working hard, but the the the, the guy guys like Antonio Pierce have to be on like they have to grind so hard just to get above the threshold to make it in the league right you know what i'm saying yeah and so where you got a guy like and and antonio pierce is one you can even say like going back to john madden like whatever there are plenty of great coaches that were decent players tony dungy right like i mean raymond barry if you want to go back that far like there are the guys that are pretty good but then ended up being amazing coaches Right. Yeah. And so I have this theory that those grinders, that's exactly what Antonio Pierce is. And that said, and then the, the second part of my question is this, as a locker room guy, because you can connect with him on that player level, does that add an extra layer of we'll call it buy-in like respect for what he said. Well, you look at a guy like Josh McDaniels who played at John Carroll university. Like, are you connecting with his messaging the same way you're connecting with Antonio Pierce who has a freaking Super Bowl ring and has been in the trenches and, and beat one of the freaking greatest teams of all time in the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, is there like, so, so answer the question about the, that grind of lesser, not let's call them talented, but like mid type players yeah. becoming coaches and then their influence in the locker room. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Um, you know, when when people are so talented, they just automatically have a, a leg up. And and again, just because he was a player doesn't mean that he's going to be a great coach. It's not automatic. But with, I think what you're trying to get to is he wasn't physically gifted. Like he was a bigger guy, right? But he wasn't. He like, wasn't Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Or was, Ray Lewis exactly. or something where you could just go out there and ball out. You exactly. know what I mean? He fought for everything, yes. every opportunity. Undrafted free agent. Yeah. Like, yeah. He took advantage of every opportunity. He worked his ass off. And Juco some, guy like yeah, you, you know 100%. what? And there, there's something to be said about that for sure. And I think that's just more building his character, the, the journey that he had you know, built his character and built him to be a leader because he's done all these things. So yeah, I think there's something to, to that him, his journey is going to equivalent to him being a great head coach. So number one, number two. Um, yeah, I think when it comes to trust, 
like you can just relate as a player to a guy that played like my head coach at middle was coach stock quarterback at Florida state. I knew he had played the position at a high level. Like the knowledge that he would drop onto me. Yeah. It was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, whatever. But like we, he's been there. I know he's been there at that level. If not higher, like McDaniels, like I, I, he just wasn't believable to me from day one. And again, players can pick up on fake phoniness right off the bat. It comes very, very, very quick, whether it's a strength coach, whether it's a position coach, whether it's a head coach. And at the head coach spot, you got to have a guy that's a leader. That's just always has been my opinion. He doesn't have to be brainiac. If he is great, like as much as I hate Andy Reid, that guy's an offensive guru, but he leads. He knows how to connect with his players. And I think AP has shown that he, he's been able to do that. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. I really, I really am. I think this is the most excited I've been. I was really excited about Gruden his second time around. Obviously, it didn't work out. But this is, I'm fired up. Yeah, absolutely. And so, Michelle, when we talk about, like, leadership and we look, look, look at the, what, what the, the and we're going to move on from AP here in a second. We can go to Swag Jeff after Michelle, and then we'll, we'll talk about Tom Telesco. But um, the idea that, like, all he's got to do is, not all he's got to do, but I think the largest area of importance for his gig now is to be a leader. Like you can bring in the masterminds to run an offense and you can, you have somebody. Oh, I did love it today in the, in the press conference when he was like, Patrick Graham, good to see yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. thanks for not being out on an interview and yeah. coming here for this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I think that there's, if, if he's the representation, the leadership of the organization, frankly, then you have the other guys do the X's and O's and that, and I think that that's the perfect role and the perfect fit for him, don't you think? Absolutely, because it gives him the opportunity to just do that and not have to split his time doing the offense, you know, trying to do all of those things. He can just lead. And you, I, wonder, I don't remember which one of you guys said it, but all of the alumni in the locker room, all of the players behind him, like he speaks and they listen and they're, they want to do whatever it is he asks them. And for him to be able to just be able to do that, and then delegate out what needs to be delegated out. Like that's the perfect scenario, I think, for a head coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and they were like hanging on every word. We, like you look at like, I want someone to look at me. I want Valerie <laughs> to look at me the way Marcus Allen no, looks at freaking Antonio yeah. Pierce in the yeah. locker room. Yeah, yeah. him or yeah. Charles Woodson or yeah. anybody. Yeah, he, he, he gets the attention of everybody because he gets it and they get it. Like it's all together. Like, and I really love, and and we're gonna maybe segue this a little bit into into Telesco, yeah, do it because you know, like AP is not the end all be all, and neither is Telesco. Like I feel like this this partnership is like a match made in heaven a little bit. Kinda like is. I think with his leadership and Telesco's ability to find talent as well. Like you know, if Telesco can pick the players. Antonio Pierce can get a little bit extra out of him. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so this is going to be badass. Too. Well, and, and I think that, so one of the knocks against Telesco, and let's just jump into it, talking about him. One of the knocks against him was that, well, those Chargers teams didn't have a lot of depth. Well, this is my theory, and I want to uh, throw it over back again to QB Jeff, because I, I know he's got a list of, of, of players that were drafted by Telesco. When you look at the first round talents, right? He's hit. Like he's done well. You look at Bosa and Derwin James and Herbert and all that, all them guys. <laughs> and then the depth of the team, I think that that comes from development. And when you look at like our keep it about the Raiders, look at Bob Spillane was having an okay year for us. And then all of a sudden Antonio Pierce becomes his head coach <laughs> and he turns into a world beater. Right. You got a guy like yeah. Jack Jones who's faltering in New England. 
comes over, plays for his high school coach in Antonio Pierce, and balls out and again becomes one of the best corners we've had in a long, long time. So I think there's this idea of coaches are the ones that develop. Maybe I'm I'm off on that. QB Jeff, and you tell me if I, if I am. But I feel like coaches, those are the guys that that develop depth. It's not so much drafting depth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because if that were the case, then like Mike Mayock drafts Max Crosby in the, the fourth round. He's the best player, one of the best players we have on our team. That was that wasn't a depth play, right? But what was he? He was developed, right? He, yeah. he worked with some amazing, not only even just people on the coaching staff, but also being mentored by Howie Long and whatnot, right? Rob Ryan, whatever. So I think the idea of depth that comes from the coaching staff. Now again, maybe that's a misplaced idea jeff but also talk about that and then you've got telesco's draft history there as well yeah so i think no i think i think it's a combination i think the gm when you're talking about later round picks has to have the ability to identify certain characteristics and certain talent and guys that may have gone unnoticed or certain things that this player can possibly overcome in a couple years because because it has to be they're they're dropping to the later round for certain reasons um, and, and be able to find those quality picks in the later rounds. And I'll just give you a couple examples. Like you, you mentioned Max Crosby, Murph, Foster Moreau. He was a fourth round pick. Hunter Renfro was a fifth round pick. And Meek Robertson was a fourth round pick. Like guys who have been Shout successful. Shout out group of five there. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> um, percent. There's been guys that we've drafted the last couple of years in the later rounds that have come to fruition and been honestly some of our best players. Right. So that's a combination of the GM identifying these players and the coaches developing those players. So if we're going on to Telesco, I'm going to just rip rip off a, a handful of the top picks that I felt that were good. Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Denzel Perryman, Hunter Henry, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Dan Feeney, Rashawn Jenkins, Derwin James, and this is an order from 2013 all the way down. Justin Herbert, Josh Kelly, Josh Palmer, Asante Samuel Jr., and a couple other linemen. That's, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. And most of those guys, and this is the one knock I will say on Telesco, most of those guys are one through three, first through third rounds. So not a ton of guys that really did well or got developed in the later rounds, but that there's a combination there. You got to have the coaching that can develop those guys and these guys and the, and the top picks as well. It's not just, Oh, this guy's a first round pick and he's going to be great. Right? Cause these are his misses in my opinion. Okay. Manti Teo. He was and this is just first oh, and yeah. second rounders. Yeah. Okay. Anti Teo, Jason Verrett, who was a first rounder in 2014. Yeah. Forrest Lamp was a second rounder in 2017. Jerry, I love Lamp. Jer- <laughs> Jerry Tillery, who's with us now. Which is crazy. But a first round pick in 2018. Wow. And, you know, you got to hit on a lot of your first and second rounders. You do. Oh, yeah, we know. Right? And we've missed on so <laughs> many. We've yeah. missed on so many. And then last, <laughs> the last got one I'll say. T-shirt. Yeah. And the last one I'll say is Quentin Johnson was their first round pick last year. Receiver didn't do much his first season. Yeah. And receivers, you want to see some production in yeah. their first year. So, of course, but you're never going to be 100%. If you look at his top guys to see that to me, is it like what's the misses, bulk, in my opinion, that he's had? The bulk of the body of work to me is way more interesting than has like, been good. did he draft a superstar here or there or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm with you on that. That's, that's, I think it's solid, man. I do too. I think it's solid. And I love the idea, Michelle, that now we've got what it seemingly, um, and I forget which one of y'all brought it up earlier, um, about, uh, you know, you've got a first year head coach, so you're not going to pair him with a, with a first year GM. I kind of get that. And again, I wasn't sold on the Telesco thing to begin with, but the idea that he's now recognized that he's part of something that's way bigger than him. 
that he's part of the of, of the shield now and the leader of of that group that's bigger than him is Antonio Pierce and for him to acknowledge that from day one I think that there's a lot to be said for the humility to in your introductory press conference to say this man leading the football team over here to my left you know what I mean like that idea that we're gonna, I'm going to construct a roster based on his vision like that's I said already once, but it's a damn truth, Michelle, right? It's all yeah. we, I needed to hear. I'm like, okay, this is going to work. Yeah, yeah. He, I liked because he, he, well, he took the job knowing that Antonio Pierce was the head coach already. So he yeah, knew going in. He said that, you yeah. know, before he was announced, he's like, oh, I just considered him the head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So going in, he had expectations that that was going to be the case and that, I mean, I don't think you take a job unless you see the potential yes. behind what you're going to be able to do when you get in there. And, you know, he obviously, you know, they know what to say and they say all the right things, but he talked about, you know, getting to understand the, I mean, cause of course he's been in the AFC West, so he knows the Raiders, but he doesn't know the Raiders, you know, right. so he's got to get in there. He's got to learn some things, but I liked his demeanor and I liked the way he spoke and the, and the way he spoke about the Raiders and their history and their culture. And that those are all the things he wants to learn about. And I think that there's a humility in that, you know, he didn't come in, Oh, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. He, like, exactly. he, he had a humility about himself. And I think that is going to grow leaps and bounds as they progress. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, you know, he even said that, you know, AP sat in on one of his interviews. Yeah. Right. And like he said, he knew right away yeah. that like, I mean, AP commanded the room. He led you know what I mean? So, like, you know, when you have a guy like that, I mean, of course the job is attractive. When you got a guy <laughs> that can lead men the way that he does and command the attention that Antonio Pierce does, like, I mean, come on, man. Like, it's so great, yeah. right? There's yeah. just something to be said about somebody who can lead. Absolutely. You, Hello. you can't always put your finger on it, but you can feel it. Oof. And every, I mean, we've been in a room with him once and we've seen him <laughs> multiple times on, on the screen. That yep. guy, could, that guy's, he's a leader. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need. Absolutely. And so, you know, one of the knocks against Telesco also was um, was the contract um, status, we'll say, of the of the of the, the Los Angeles Chargers. They're they're in salary cap hell right now. They are they are <laughs> oh, way over. That's we, so sad. We, we, that's so sad for them. Oh, well, that's such a, God, oh, such a what a oh bummer gosh. for them. Oh, Couldn't what, happen to better people. So, I mean, it's so fun. I'm like, <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> like, like that's the way I feel. About, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm, with, I'm so with you, Michelle. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, oh wow, well, that's so bad, bad for those, those people. Dang it for them. That sucks. Um, but uh, the idea that that Telesco was maybe in charge of the contracts, I don't, I don't think he was. No. Um, and uh, so the because again, that was another one of my first responses. I was like, oh no, oh my, this guy's got this team in, in salary cap hell as their their general manager. Then come to find out that John Spanos, Dean Spanos's son, is the director of football operations, and he's the one that's responsible for the contracts. And then also, that's something else that I learned, and it was funny. I had somebody hit me up on Twitter, and they're like you have too many resources available to you to not know this stuff. And I'm like, uh, I'm a fan. I don't know everything. I'm like, that's the whole, the whole claim to fame of this show is that we don't know everything. Um, so I don't, I didn't know this either. Tom Delaney has been doing contracts for the Raiders for five years. Right. We don't have our general managers do contracts. 
So Jeff, yeah, absolutely. tell him who Tom Delaney is. Yeah, he's he's only been with the Raiders for 24 years. Oh, is that all? Yeah, is that all? Yeah, and, he, and it's his fifth year in that position. Uh, he served seven seasons as the director of football administration. Uh, that uh, he was named that in 2012. He was he's responsible for player contract negotiations and managing the salary cap. He also maintains the team compliance with the NFL and management council regulations. So this guy and like we've talked about it on previous shows. The next year or two two are like cap space is bananas oh, it's like 54 or 52 million this year yeah, and it balloons and to like a hundred and something by yeah, next year and that's just today that's before we cut jimmy garoppolo post june yeah, one yeah, and all this kind of stuff like we're gonna have so much room for freaking you know tom telesco and freaking ap to play let's go you know they, they can go get their toys right Absolutely. And so, uh, so in here, and there's one, one last thing I want to say about it is that, um, again, going back to it, I first had a little bit of a, not negative response, but an indifferent response. Then I read something and I didn't realize this. And a lot of people are saying, well, this is for the first time ever, the Raiders have hired, or excuse me, first time in recent history, the Raiders have hired an actual experience general manager. Well, if you go back and look at the history of this team, this is the first time ever we've ex- hired an experienced general manager. Chet Soda was the general manager for the Raiders in me. 1960. <laughs> Paul Hastings was the GM in 61. 1962, you had Wes Fry. And then, oh, yeah, here comes this guy that was a coach come in and plays GM. Not plays GM, does a hell of a job. <laughs> His name was Al Davis. You ever heard of that guy? 1963 to 2010, Al Davis is the GM of this football team. The managing general partner never had a GM job before that. Hugh Jackson is your GM in 2011, and then he declares himself king of the Raiders and got fired. 2012, you got Reggie McKenzie, first-time guy as a, as a general manager. Mike Mayock in 2019. Dave Ziegler, of course, in 2022. And then Tom Telesco now in 2024. So the first time in the history of the Oakland, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Raiders, we have hired a full-time general manager. I think that that, to go to your point about giving respect to Mark Davis, I think that that's a highly respectable move for him to make. But there is one, I don't want to call it a caveat, but there is one other name, I think, that is fair for us to consider. And that is the man that was the director of pro personnel was not titled the general manager because that was Al Davis's role, but from 1963 to 1975 and from 1978 to 1990, Ron Wolf was the director of pro personnel for the Raiders. Now, if you think about those eras, 63 to 75, they drafted their ass off back in those days. That's what built the freaking Raiders of the 70s. And then also, if you look at it starting in 1978, drafted their ass off and built through free agency some of the most i mean the best raider teams we've ever seen shout out black sunday right so uh so much respect to ron wolf and even though he wasn't by title a general manager i feel like he was kind of the general man you know what i'm saying like al obviously had had the overall call on it but ron wolf had a spectacular career that's why he's in the hall of fame you know i mean these guys got teams around them too like it's not you know Obviously, Telesco's the GM, but he's he, he has guys that have work with him and, you know, recruiters, all these guys. So it's not just him. I mean, 
Same with Ron Wolf. I'm sure he had a, a huge hand in finding this. Absolutely, guy. yeah. Well, it's all about the scouting departments and everything else, yep. right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, Swag Jeff, I'll tell you what. We've got a couple audio uh, um, bites to get to, um, but we're going to start running short on time. So go ahead and hit a break, and then let's just, let's just hit like one or two of these. Okay. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Will Compton. You're listening to Raiders Fan Radio with my boys Murph, Swaggy Jeff, and Uncle Mosh. Tune in because they fucking put out a banger podcast. Hey, this is Pete Koch, former Los Angeles Raiders. Yeah, back in the old days, baby. And you're listening to Murph and Uncle Mosh, who happens to have the same hair as me. Check it out. Raiders Fan Radio. All right. So, hey, so thanks, everyone, for being here. Uh, thanks for everyone in the chat. Uh, just when Wendy's in there. Hey, Wendy. Uh, Lee B., Stacy Ruff, Matthew Mengus, uh, Salvo Zen is in there. Uh, our very own Stu Schwaggert's in there. Uh, let's see. Brave Raiders in there. Slaydis is in there. Uh, Dixon <laughs> Dixon oh, Cider's in there. Almost got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Paul is in there. Almost got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Seven one eight Raiders What's up there, in bend there. Over. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> uh, damn you, Dixon. Uh, uh, Johnny Kicknuts is in the building. Uh, oh look, Edith Puthy is in there. <laughs> you mother. Uh, Storm is in there. Space Beast is in there. Uh, Jay Jackson's in there. Tide Raiders in there. Hey Ty, uh, we just we just signed something for you, pal. Uh, Freight Train's in there. Let's see. Uh, Eduardo's in there. Lencho. Edward Wilson's in there. Uh, we've got like 194 people. Oh, in the that's tonight. awesome. Man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Snagnito's in there. Uh, uh, Frankie Mosqueda's in there. Hey, Jesus Frankie. of Alum Rocks in there. Why? <laughs> Raider, Vicky Everett, Pineapple. Hey, Jesus of Ellenbrook says Jack Mehoff. <laughs> okay. Is this like one of those thalm moments? Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff's uncomfortable. Let's shut the uh, vibrant nurse and see more butts. Much. Yeah, see more. Yeah. Okay. He's like, all right. It's enough of that. I'm making my glasses fall. Got it. All right. Uh, I think Stu wanted to call in, yeah? Stu, if you if you want, we don't normally take live calls during the show. But we but, will for Stu as well. For, for a, you, for a we'll make alum. this exception. Yeah, so for a legend. 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oops, I typed the wrong number in there. I typed two four. Oh my gosh. 909-345-3346. There we go. Did I get it? Yeah, close enough. Harry Balsanya. That was always one of my favorites. Harry Balsanya? That's nice. I never heard that one. Oh, yeah, I love that one. (laughs) Amanda Hug and Kiss. That's right. (laughs) Attaboy, Paul. Oh my gosh! Oh, too funny, man. <laughs> Jeff, okay. Okay. Holy Nation says, "Get it together, Murphy." You're darn right, I will. All right. Uh, let, 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 okay. Let, okay. All right. Let's check it. <laughs> 
Keep them coming. Oh, like that's the thing that got you. After all these oh, years, all this stupid that, shit that I've done on this show. That's, that's, that's the one that you're that's, like, all right, that's too much. Now you've crossed the line. That's too much. the line in the sand. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much. Dixon Cider's going to make me quit the show. <laughs> I thought Mike Hunt was going to get you. All right. Let's Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, All right, let's check in with Brian Baldinger and see what he has to say about Antonio Pierce. <laughs> and what Max told me yesterday and then a couple weeks before <clears throat> that was, before Antonio Pierce was ever the interim head coach, when he was just the linebacker coach, he was already going to the locker room and getting to know every guy on the team, not just the defense, not just his group of linebackers. He was building relationships because that's who he is with each guy in each department. And guys really liked that. They respected that. And then, you know, all guys need to be motivated. He, he's a natural motivator. And each week they would come in for installation and he would have something ready and prepared for the next coming week about how to beat the opponent and what we need to start thinking about as a group collectively to do that. And I think they got the right guy. I know Max went to, to bat hard for him, uh, Chase, but I, I think they, they got the right guy. And I think he's going to be in good shape for a long time there. John Uncle, damn you. <laughs> John Uncle said, Norma <laughs> oh my gosh, you killed me. Oh, oh my gosh, I can't uh, get I think we could together. do this all night, guys. <laughs> all right, oh my gosh. All right, let's check. Speaking of alumni and their endorsement of Antonio Pierce, let's hear one more from Rich Gannon. Oh, well, really, some good news today uh, for Raider geez. fans. Mark Davis decided to stick with Antonio Pierce. And I think this is uh, not a real surprise to a lot of us. You watch the job that Antonio Pierce did this year in really a difficult situation, taking over for Josh McDaniels. They fired the offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi. They also moved on from their general manager, Dave Ziegler. And so this it was a lot of turmoil. And I think he brought some stability, some confidence to a young football team. I think you look at the development of their defense and how well they played under Patrick Graham. After that decision, I think he did a great job with the communication. I think the players really believed in the vision that Antonio Pierce had for the Raiders. We've talked to a number of those players, including Max Crosby. We had Aiden O'Connell on our show and all the players to a man said the same thing that Antonio gave him a vision, was a great communicator, was passionate about Raider Nation. And really, I think, was honest with the players in terms of what needed to happen in order for them to move forward and be a more competitive football team. And I think this is just the beginning of the building blocks that Mark Davis is trying to put in place. I think the important thing for Antonio Pierce moving forward is really assembling a staff, keeping Patrick Graham on the defensive side of the ball. It looks like as if they're going to make a lot of changes to the offensive side of the ball. And they have to continue to develop this roster. But I think a strong finish in 2023 was important under Antonio Pierce. I think he is passionate about the Raiders. I think he's a, a former player that the players believe in. And uh, I'm excited for the future for the Las Vegas Raiders. Us too. Us too. Uh, us too, Rich. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, you know... <laughs> I'm sorry. We've got, I can't do this seriously. Right now. Can, 
the chat room is <laughs> killing us. Just slaying us. <laughs> these things. Oh my gosh. Just these slaying names. us. Uh, so, oh uh, Savage one comes in with huge aims. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, uh, I got. We got. All right. Let's hit. A, let's hit a, a, a big break here. Hopefully, we'll get Stu in. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I gotta recover, man. I gotta. I gotta get a minute. Um, oh, you. Uh, you can't hit that. I gotta. I gotta. Do you it, hit man. it. Oh my gosh. Hopefully we'll get yeah, Stu, call the show. 909-345-3346. And uh oh my gosh. Yeah, we need to we need we need to settle down and reset here. Yeah. All right. You're listening to the soothing sounds of Raiders Fan Radio with Murph, Uncle Mosh, and that wonderful gentleman, Swag Jeff. What the f are you doing? Saddle up, little buckaroos. Raiders fans are for life. Other podcasts have taken the long dirt nap. But you've got Raiders fan radio. We're the wagon you've hitched your horses to. Mosey along with us as we ride out of the light and ride off into the dark side. Uh, Murph, Murph needs a minute here. So, uh, so hey, so thanks for everyone again in the chat. Uh, Matthew Mangus, Ron the Materator, Johnny Kicknuts, uh, Hooligan Nation, Salvo Zen, Paul, uh, oh. that guy that started this whole thing, Dixon Cider, uh, <laughs> Jay Jackson, Brave Raider, Lee B, uh, who earlier in the chat said that uh, he he has our phone number memorized. He can he says it all the time, but he's never called in. So Lee B, Lee B, get oh. in on that, get on that, bro. Uh, let's see, Jay Jackson's in there, uh, Salvo Zen. Uh, let's see, Savage ones in there, JS Raiders in there. Uh, uh, Stu's in there. So, yeah. So, when Murph gets back there, Stu, uh, give us a call 909 345 3346. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, well, Murph is in charge of the show here and he is, uh, he has left us here. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's in the can. Um, yeah. So, uh, so tell us a little bit more. So, did you watch the whole presser? I did. Okay. Okay. Tell us. I I saw some people in the chat that said that they thought that um, Telesco sounded nervous and like kind of they weren't impressed. But I was really impressed with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I thought that was interesting. But I I guess you see different things. Well, I can understand where some because his voice sounded like it was wavering maybe just a little bit. But it's his first day on the job. It's intimidating though. The Raiders. I mean. Yeah, is this if you're we're next at? to Antonio Pierce, are like, we, we going to nitpick? Yeah, right, are, are, right. are we going to say the guy's voice was quivering a little bit, so he's not qualified to be a GM? <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah, thought so he must be. I thought, he, yeah. I thought he did a great Spot job. On. Yeah, yeah, I, thought, I, I thought, really did. I thought so too. And here's yeah. my thing with press conferences: like, okay. press conferences are designed to make you look good. Yeah, so yeah. like, of course, he did a great job yeah. as he should in a press conference. Mm-hmm. If you don't win the press conference that's set up for you, <laughs> yeah. then you got a whole <laughs> nother problem. Yeah. 100%. But no, I thought he did. I thought he did great. I thought him and Antonio Pierce all did a great I job. So too. Ab- absolutely. And one thing that we kind of didn't talk about a whole lot, I think Murph brought it up just a little bit um, that uh, that 
um, Antonio Pierce said was uh, was he you know kind of like what I hit on earlier that he says all the things that like it reminds you of Al Davis football yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that when he said no one's above the shield yeah. I was like ooh like that's strong dude like and he was like and that includes me that includes everybody in this building like no one's bigger than the shield I think I just think that was was absolutely incredible yeah so, you okay there Murph yeah, I think I'm good, man. Okay. I, think, I, I, I think I've recovered, man. I, that, I'm telling you, Your man. Your face I, was so red. I, I was so, I wasn't oh, if I've ever seen you laugh. Oh, that's, that's the hardest I've ever laughed on this show, man. That, yeah. I lost it, man. Y'all are too damn funny. The man. Chat I love won. Foggy oh, Glasses Award. Oh, the chat, the chat wins a Foggy yeah. Glasses Award winner because, yeah, y'all absolutely slayed me. And so thank you so very, very much to the chat room. We love you guys, man. It's our favorite part of this show is the damn chat room. 100%. And so speaking of you, more of you and less of us is a good thing. So let's chat. Check in with the Sea of Fans mailbag. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. His body throws. It is. Oh, All right, let's go ahead and jump into the Sea of Fans mailbag. This is where we like to hear from you, Raider Nation, uh, via voicemail or via email. And if you want to call the show, you can call the show at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. I was on that one. Where were you, Swaggy? Perfect. Perfect. Nailed Nailed it. Stuart Schwaggert said he tried to call. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So well, you just try to go. All right. We'll, we'll 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 try to get it set up again here as as Michelle's doing the emails. Um and you can email the show at uh show that is S H O W. Yeah. So mm. four letters. Yeah. S Classic H O W. Wow. At RaidersFanRadio.com. And if we read your email an indefinite amount of times, you could become the next made man or made, radio. made maiden. Oh, radio's awesome when you have dead air. Uh, yes, and so you so can good. become the next made man or made maiden uh, at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you leave a message on the voicemails uh, three or more times, uh, you could become a made man or made maiden that way. And so Michelle always takes care of the emails for us. And Michelle, who do we have tonight? Uh, okay, we got. Well, okay, first I want to say if you're going to email, y'all got to get your emails in like by. Wednesday morning because I print them off and then I head this way. So three emails came through when I was driving here. So I'm going to try to touch on those, but they're on my phone. And it's really small. So 
I'm going to just skim. But anyway, the ones that I do have, I'm going to read. We got Hooligan first. Okay. So get your emails into me, you know, before. RFR crew, what is up? Hooligan Raider once again. First, can we all take a second to appreciate just what the Lions have achieved this year? They made the playoffs. They made the NFC Championship game for the first time since Barry Sanders. They helped us get rid of McDipshit. Now, let's talk Raiders. Raiders ain't never got two things that match. Y'all got Kool-Aid, no sugar, peanut butter, no jelly, ham, no burger, (laughs) defense, no offense, offense, no defense. Well, now, wait just one minute, because now, can we all take a second to get on the same page long enough to scream? No, it's okay. Yeah. Coach AP, no longer interim coach. Let's go. Pulling in Telesco for GM from the Dolts at first made me go, say what? But first, GM for the Raiders with real previous GM experience in decades. I mean, that's got to hold some weight for us as fans. I like Champ, but he's young, so the door's not shut on his journey. Next step, OC, QB. What will Tom and AP want to do? Run with AOC, throw draft capital to move up, get a bridge journeyman? <clears throat> so many options, which could be a nerve-wracking double-edged sword. I think the desire at QB will and should play in our decisions at OC, and in both cases, time will tell. Another season with tons of potential will not let my jaded ass even begin to think bad about any of this, no matter how many decades I've experienced this roller coaster of emotion. Till the dirt is dropped in on my cold, dead body, Raiders for life. Oh, and go Ravens, beat them damn queeps. That was Hooligan. Nice, nice job, nice. Appreciate right. you, Hooligan. Next, we got Raider Bo. Hey, guys and gal. I'm so excited for what's to come in the upcoming years as a Raider fan. Is AP the best coach? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. What I do know is that what I saw the second half of the season was Raiders football. I can't say that I've seen that in a very long time. I am pumped. One thing that should be noted is that all the players backing him now has brought another level of accountability to them. I feel like they will be trying extra hard to prove that they are right and that they will go even harder for that. Thank you, Mark, for not this up. I can't wait to see what we do at OC and QB. Also, I hope that we can keep Patrick Graham as DC. That way we can build on this defense that is elite. I think we should try and draft a rookie and possibly bring in a veteran to par with AOC for a good QB room competition. I hear things about Kingsbury for OC, and that sounds nice. This is going to be an exciting offseason. Now let's all root for the Ravens and Lions so KC and SF can't even sniff a Super Bowl in our house. Let's go. Raider Bow. Nice. Raider Bow. Next, I think this was, oh, this is Slatus, and I think he is a, okay, yeah, he says it. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Slatus, longtime listener, first time sending an email. Nice. So here we go. The future looks bright under the new leadership of AP, a true Raider. Everything bleeds silver and black with this guy, and you can't help but love it. Now, who do you think we sign at QB? Do we draft or trade for Justin Fields or possibly sign Baker Mayfield? Either way, AOC earned the right to compete. Well, that's all I got for you right now. Oh, and I almost forgot. Raiders! Nice. All right, next we got Tida. Yo! (laughs) What's up, Murph, Swaggy, QB Jeff, and Michelle? Sweat. (laughs) <laughs> Mark Mark did the right thing and hired AP. Going to be honest, I tried to come up with some type of opinion on our new GM, but I don't have one. Seen mixed reports, and I know a lot of people were shocked as I was when we went that route. Does make sense that Mark would hire someone with experience. Interested to see how the rest of the front office and coaching staff makes up. I'm wishing the success of everyone that will bring success to the Raiders. With that being said, I would like to propose a toast. I ask that everyone pour a glass of your favorite beverage, rather it's whiskey, wine, or water, to Raider Nation. 
pillaging our way back to greatness. Salud. All love and respect, Tyler Raider. Hey, hey salud. Salud. And then we got Paul. Paul. Evening, everybody. Hi, Paul. <laughs> I hope you're all feeling all better. All of us did that at this time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're conditioned. Yeah, we are. Right? I, I hope you're all feeling better after your well-earned break. Thank I'm you. sure this is going to be a busy show, so I'll try to keep things brief. I dedicated this email to our Raider, Raiders heroes of January 22nd, 1984 and Super Bowl Let's 18. Let's go. I watched Black Sunday again a few days ago, and it never fails to stir the emotions. It's never lost its power thanks to the great John Facenda and his ability to make it sound even more dramatic. Amen. Marcus Allen was lightning in a game ruled by thunder. Yes. Just one of many brilliant quotes. 40 years have flown by. It's too damn long to have to have to wait for another Lombardi trophy, that's for sure. The waiting has to end, and I think we might just have landed ourselves the head coach that can take us to where we want to be. There's something different about Antonio Pierce, and it feels like the beginning of a story for the ages. I know some will say I'm being overly dramatic, and that's fine. I know he wasn't everyone's first choice, but in my opinion, this guy has got something about him, and it already feels better than the appointments of Del Rio, Gruden, and McDaniels. Time will tell, but I think this is going to be fun. As I type news is coming through that we've hired Tom Telesco as GM, and I've already seen snide negative comments about his appointment. I don't know anything about Telesco, but I don't need to. I trust Mr. Davis to make the right choices with the advice he's been given from people around him, a damn sight more experienced than me. All I care about now is working quickly on identifying our free agency needs and then trading up in the draft. Clearly, our main need is one of the quarterbacks, and we're not going to get what we want at pick 13, so I think we'll need to trade up to at least six to get our guy, whoever that might be. I don't like the idea of using a star player as part of a package, but I don't really care how many first-round picks we have to give up. We have to go big this year. That will be the first step in giving AP what he needs moving forward. It seems like every year for a while now, I find myself thinking this is going to be the most important free agency and draft class ever. But this year, I think it just might be. There's going to be plenty of time to discuss the details of all that over, over the coming weeks, though, so buckle up, everyone. We do have another issue looming, though, everybody. There's a real, very real possibility that the 49ers and Chiefs will be going to Super Bowl 58. I've got, a, oh God, I've got a horrible feeling that the Ravens will blow it on Sunday, and I think the Lions have now run their course. It's a dreadful thought, but we have to prepare in advance. So if, like me, you won't be watching that filth in our stadium and want something else to watch, then I recommend going back to episode 115 of Raiders Fan Radio Live and the excellent show Murph and Uncle Mosh did celebrating the only Super Bowl wins that really matter. I've got a feeling that what's going to be doing in a couple of, that's what I'm going to be doing in a couple of weeks' time. And finally, a couple of extra thoughts. Finally. Having already covered the fourth anniversary of Super Bowl 18, I'd like to mention another significant date. It was January 9th, 2020, when the infamous Tales from the Nation Tuck Rule show was aired. Oh, no. <laughs> Worst idea I ever had. I mentioned this only <laughs> to pay my respects <clears throat> to the 442 lost souls who viewed it. Excuse me. <laughs> Probably the lowest viewed thing. And it was so funny because about, for those of you that don't know, Jeff and I used to do this show called Tales from the Nation where we would go through and, um, and, and discuss some of the most significant moments in Raider Nation history. <laughs> and I had this brilliant idea one time. I'm like, oh, let's do the tuck rule. And it was about 20 minutes in and the chat room, the few of you that were there watching us, you were like, what the f are we doing? Yeah. Like, Man, what are we do? kick us right in the nuts? Like, what are yeah. we doing here? Mer and all this, and I'm like looking at Jeff, and I'm like, oh no, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> we didn't want to go and relive this all over again in detail. Like, what the f was I? Th what the f was I thinking? Mm. Man, that was that was dumb. Yeah, was dumb. 
Yeah. Well, and <laughs> did you watch that show, Michelle? No, uh, I don't think don't. so. I probably yeah, don't not go back. good. Don't yeah. go back. Don't go back. Yeah, you know, and it was a live show. We never did. We always pre-recorded those. Yeah. We were like, oh, the Tuck Roll. That'll be a big one. We'll go live. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's no. be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. Mistakes were made. Yeah, well. Yeah, they were. I mentioned this only to pay my respects to the 442 lost souls who viewed it and were scarred all over again that night. In retrospect, we should have set up some kind of support group to help us all recover from it. Also, for many years, listening to Peyton Manning screaming Omaha while under center was the stuff of nightmares. Step forward, Dak Prescott, and his nerve-crushing, here we go. Thank God their season is over, and that overrated fool won't be around for a while. In closing, welcome home, AP, and welcome to the dark side, Mr. Telesco, sir. Now let's get this thing rocking. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. Go Ravens and Lions. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Edgerton, Shropshire, Mississippi. Paulie Award winner, 2019-2022. Foggy Glasses Award winner, 2020. BRT Scissor Scorekeeper, Proud Made Man. Five, five times, time, five, five times, five times, time, five times, three, three plus one. one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio, BRT Sizzler Award. Nice. Oh boy, Paul. 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 You're darn right you are, and uh, such an amazing job. Always, Paul, we love you yeah. so very, very much. Thank you. Paul's like... He's, he's like the fifth man in the booth. Yeah. You know he really I mean? is. He really is. And Paul has just been such a staple of this show. Uh, guys like him and guys like Ron, it doesn't disparage anybody else that's ever been part of this show. But like there are there are some folks that uh, have just ingrained into what Raiders Fan Radio is. And, and uh, we could not be more thankful for what you all have done. Even some of us, uh, or, or have actually just joined the show live. Yeah. Michelle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. you, know, you know what I mean? Hey, like you're yeah. probably yeah. the ultimate representative of that as someone that used to listen it's to true. this show. There and, you go. Yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> like oh, fuck, let's be part of it. You're the only one in, in this room that's made. Oh, well. You know, I mean, you know what? Yeah, that makes that's total a great sense. point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I mean, Murphy's well, a made man in his own right, but not oh, on the yeah. show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So Michelle, I mean, you're the only one. Obviously. That makes, that makes, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Ron says I became goth after that episode talking oh. about the, the, the Tuck Rule game. Uh, no Jimmy, kidding. Jimmy Zebach was in there said uh, we I, we interviewed right after that show and, the, and all I did was moan for the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was not a fun uh, thing. But I will tell you this. So here's okay. Listen, <laughs> hopefully. Lamar Jackson is going to save our life here. God, that's what I'm hoping. Because we don't look, and I know a lot of people are like, we can't have the Niners in Las Vegas. Listen, I can deal with the Niners yeah. in Las Vegas a hell of a not lot better Chiefs. than I can deal with the Chiefs. So, amen. Right? And so, yeah. and I'm like, I'm not like I love that, but like, I would rather, if I had to pick between them, I'd rather see the Niners there. That said, yes, go Lions. Yes, go Ravens. But man, we really. You really need really the Ravens, need the Ravens to, come yeah. to handle yeah. this shit yeah. because listen, and I don't want to, I mean, it's, it's an easy target nowadays and I don't want to just, you know, no pun intended chase after the low hanging fruit here, but like <laughs> the idea of Brittany Mahomes and freaking Taylor in the, in a box in Allegiant stadium. Uh, like, I don't give I mean, a shit. I honestly don't give a shit about that. The Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Well, that's, they can to they can be there all they want. They could go to the game, but, but it's seeing it. Like, yeah. sing it, because you know what the coverage is going to uh, look like, Michelle. And that's the part that gets me, is that, like, it's going to be nonstop yeah. 
Chiefs yeah. Fest. Yeah. For you know what I mean? Like it's not can I give happen. you a theory about the script that I saw today that okay. I do it. see actually okay. Yeah. Okay. Do it. That Tell it's me. gonna be Lions and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, you wanna know why? Why? Because you'll have Eminem, Eminem. Oh, and Taylor yeah. Swift in the same building. <laughs> Oh my! For the gosh. Super Bowl, Eminem needs a new album. He needs a new person to hate on in his thing. Then pitch Taylor Swift. I mean, Swift. just pitting those two against each other. I mean, you got. I mean, Eminem and Taylor Swift. Whether you like him or not, oh, I, love two of the most, I love like, Eminem. I love Eminem. Popular people yeah. ever in yeah pop culture. Sure. Yeah. So <sighs> NFL wants ratings and tickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh my true. Gosh, we'll that see be, if you believe in the nightmare. script. There it is. That'd be a uh, that Paul says nightmare. he'd rather shit in his cl- hands and clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Truth. Oh my gosh. Who's famous from Baltimore that's not Edgar Allan Poe? (laughs) You know what I mean? Golly. Oh. uh, Dave Chappelle from Baltimore, but he's not as famous. Nice Uh, from Virginia, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Is a Virginian grew up in DC or something? He grew up in DC. I mean, it's close. It's regional, but yeah. But anyways, yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. That's that's just. But I'm with you, Michelle. I mean, I guess like the on-field. Like that's always just like ass, but then the optics on top of it. I guess that's where I was going. Yeah, with okay, it. yeah. It's the optics on top of what it would represent yeah. to see confetti fall down yeah. on Kermit the Frog. On uh, uh, just, just to know that <clears throat> Kansas City fans and Kansas City will always be able to say we won a Super Bowl in your crib. in your yes, house. Yeah, like yes. that is nightmare fuel. That yeah. it's gross. No, that, that's that, gross. That, that yeah, yeah, but we can't win a Super Bowl in their house because it sucks. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody no, gonna play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's gonna play a Super, a Super Bowl. Bowl in Kansas City. F you guys. Mm, that's true. No, absolutely. That's true. Yeah. Rat bastards. Mm, that's true. Chiefs. Makes me feel a little better, but they're not gonna. They're not. It's they're not. It ain't gonna happen. Ain't Lamar. Gonna Lamar. Lamar. Lamar's gonna save us. He's gonna save us, man. It's his time. Lamar and the other Harbaugh. And yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, boys. Well, because I did hear that script that he was that the Ravens were going to make it to the Super Bowl. So the two brothers could win championships in the same year. I That's a script I heard. Oh, so. okay. that's a yeah. good one, too. Yeah. That's a good yeah, one, too. I like that one better. So, the, yeah, because the nightmare matchup is Ravens. They're not. As long as the Chiefs, Chiefs don't go. Niners. I don't care about the Niners. But then Ravens-Lions? Hey, that's a fun day yeah, for us. Be, that's yeah, a, that'd be a fun day. That's a fun yeah. day for us. And I'm yeah. and frankly, I'm rooting Detroit. If that were the if that were the case, totally, I would yes. absolutely because I like oh, Dan yeah. Campbell and I like that team. But then also because I still got a little PTSD with fat ass Tony Saragusa landing on Rich Gannon <laughs> and breaking his shoulder and knocking us out of the freaking yeah. playoffs True. and keeping oh. us from going and beating the Giants ass in 2000 oh, and winning that Super Bowl. So oh, I don't, man. you know what I mean? Like I don't let's love go, the let's Ravens. Go Lions. Let's go Lions. Let's go freaking yeah, Lions, go man. Lions. They're, 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 the Raider Nation should be 100% uh, behind the, yep. the Lions in this postseason. All right, let's go ahead and hear from you because more of you and less of us is a good thing. Thank you to Michelle for reading all those emails. Yeah. And uh, first off, let's go to... Um, uh, I guess I better set this one up just a smidge. We're going to go hear from our buddy Jacob in Fresno. Uh, last week, or not last week, we, last show, I did a selfie, and at the top of it, um, I reminisced about a good friend of the show uh, who sadly we lost uh, a couple weeks ago, and that is Pastor Mondo yeah. Leone. And um, what a blessing he was to to us and to so many people in Raider Nation. Uh, he had an absolute passion for people and a passion for his faith, and he was just such a good man, and he is definitely going to be missed. And uh, so once again, rest in peace to Pastor Mondo and, and, and condolences and prayers uh, to his family. And so Jacob in Fresno uh, called uh, uh, this week and referenced uh, referenced that about uh, Pastor Mondo's passing. I know you guys are tired of me. Oh, wrong one. Here we go. What's up, guys? Jacob from Fresno. Uh, 
I'm calling you guys a little early. Usually I would wait until about Tuesday night, just before the show, and I'd uh, give you guys a message. But uh I had a couple things happen this week that just kind of set me back. I'm usually able to listen on Spotify that Wednesday night when I'm at work. But I heard uh today's it's Friday night, and I'm listening, and I hear about Pastor Mondo. And I didn't follow you guys back then, so I never got to hear about him, but, I mean, that's just that's too bad, man. That's that's. But well, I mean, at the same time, that's a great thing. I'm sure Pastor Mondo is a very happy individual right now, mm-hmm. and uh, I know that's not what Raider Nation Radio is about. Raider Fan Radio is not about that. Uh, this is about the Raiders, and we come, you know, to get away from politics and all that. And what I want to talk about isn't, you know, political. And I don't even want to even put it in the category of being religious or anything like that. But uh, I wanted to say, you know, Raiders Raiders Fan Radio is awesome for me. It's awesome because we can all come together and just, uh, you know, even though we disagree on certain things, we've got the car wars and everything going on, Raider Nation is united in in a very real sense that we all want to see the Raiders do well. And, uh, man, life is just short. Life is so stinking short. And I know you guys would never guess this about me because I'm, uh, it's, it's, this is the place I call the be goofy. This is where I get a little bit of a rest and I can come out and, you know, get out of my shell. But you guys don't know that I just graduated, um, from, I graduated with my bachelor's in religion and I'm planning on going to seminary to be a pastor. And so to hear that a fellow brother, a fellow pastor is passed, that's, um, Man, it makes me hurt for his family, but again, like I said, it makes me so happy for him and what he's able to experience to be with our Lord, to be in uh, just eternal joy. That's amazing. And I want everyone to know that that is possible for you, that we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. (laughs) And uh, man, Christ is way to, he's made a way. And, uh, I love you guys so much, and I, I hope I'm not offending anybody. I love Muslims. I love everybody. I, I love atheists. If you all have different faith, that's fine. But uh, if there's one message in my life that's most important to me, it's this the love of our Savior Christ, what he did for us and what he poured out for us on the cross. It's just I can't stop talking about that. And uh, I can't wait to get the good news about our future coach, and I hope it's AP. I know you guys are tired of me calling back, but I can't go out like that. I love you guys, and God bless you all. Y'all are my, my favorite people to listen to on Spotify, and I love seeing everybody in the chat when I go back to watch on YouTube sometimes, Paul, everybody. I just want you guys to know that I love you, and I care for you dearly. Now, you guys go off and have a great off season. Hopefully, we get to see a Chiefs loss. Maybe that already happened. I don't know. You guys know the future, I know. But I love you guys. Take it easy. God bless you. And one more thing. Raiders! Raiders! Yeah, there is Jacob from Fresno. Right on, man. Good Bulldogs. Good stuff. Lots of respect. 
Much respect. And you awesome. know, and that was that was that was that was pastor. He had a passion for people. Mm-hmm. He had a passion for his faith. Yep. He had a passion for, for for people. And it didn't matter what your your background was, what walk of life you came. It, none of that stuff mattered to him. He just he just wanted to bring love and kindness to people. And that was that was his message. And so um, so we just appreciate Pastor Mondo and can't love him enough and can't love Jacob and Fresno enough for that uh, voicemail there. Great job there. Uh, Jason Hunter just dropped us a bomb there in the chat. Swago, oh, tell yeah. us what Jason Hunter just had to say. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, so he says, hope you guys had a blessed day. Blessings to you and your families. Just want to say Raider Nation. Uh, let's give Tom, uh, uh, Tommy Telescopes a chance before we lose it. I hope PG's back, and I think he and Marvin Lewis would be great on the defensive side and bring in Kingsbury on uh, on the offensive side as OC uh, with a $50 donation Whoa. to the One Nation Foundation. Thank, Thank you, Jason. Jason. Much respect. Dang, we've had like a summer of swag level type, yeah, or like it's been uh, a badass night, like man. fundraising tonight, man. Yep. Absolutely, and you know what? And and so, um, gosh, I keep going back to it, but like, but Pastor Mondo, um, they had a, the family had a fundraiser to help pay for a lot of the expenses or whatever, and 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 we're we're just going to share with them. We'll just I'll just say that. Um and because we've just had an amazing amount of giving tonight and so uh we're going to give to uh all the Raiders related charities and, and and our Raider brothers and sisters that are in need. And so thank you guys so very very much tonight. We love you so very very much. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy down in Houston. He is Houston Raiders Steve. Hey, uh, Murph Mush, Red Jeff. Michelle, Nation, Houston Raiders Steve. Man, I am so glad that we're going to go out and get Antonio Brown for our coach. As you know, Morning Compton. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. <laughs> He's got the way to motivate the players. My eyes started that's, twitching. Wow. I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Grandma, I'm free. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> to play above their potential. He's just a great dynamic. We haven't seen that in a long time. Who's going to call Mark Davis a cracker? Yeah, I was just thinking. <laughs> Sorry, I and I think he's really something special. He's got that it factor. I'm sorry, you know, from Ohio, I can't stand Harbaugh. I guess I should say Tom Telesco. Saying, oh, Harbaugh's your coach. Harbaugh's your coach. Well, he's going to be either he's interviewing with uh, Chargers and also the Falcons. So we don't need Harbaugh. I know he was our quarterback's coach for two years, 2002-2004. But Antonio, he's not Antonio Pierce. And Antonio Pierce is a player's coach. I know Harbaugh is too, but there's something about Antonio. He just throws Raiders all over it when you see that man. Agreed. But I think he's a great coach. He's probably one of the best coaches we've had, even maybe including Gruden. Went, well, he's close to Gruden 1.0. All I can say is the Raiders are back, baby. Can't wait for the draft. We've got pick number 13. We picked some great players at that time. I'm glad Max Crosby kind of told uh, Mark Davis, hey, you know, if Antonio's not our coach, trade me. Because I know he really, really had a thing for Harbaugh. He wanted to make a big splash with Harbaugh, but, you know, cool heads prevailed. I know half Raider Nation wanted him. Half of them wanted Harbaugh. We won as fans. Go Raiders. Goodbye. All right. Yeah, Steve. Steve. I think that says a lot, too. Talk about it. Crosby. Oh, yeah. Saying that to the owner, like, I want AP. If you're not, if you're going somewhere else, then send me packing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that speaks volumes, yeah. volumes, in my opinion. So, well, I think. Do you think that that comes from him being afraid that they could potentially go back to where they were? Because I mean, the more that this goes on, and and the stories will come out as time goes on. Mm-hmm. 
they were miserable yeah. under Josh McDaniels, right? Now they 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 played the roles. Everybody yeah. said the things in press conferences and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we even heard Josh McDaniels going busting with the boys, and Will told us he's like, wow, like he was actually kind of cooler maybe than what I thought. But it was like, so everything, go back to optics, everything on the surface. Everybody was saying the right thing, right? But deep down, yeah. and what was really going on day in and day out, it was way dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, and again, like these guys are professionals, right? They're gonna most of the guys are gonna say what they're supposed to say, yeah. and, and that. But in that locker room, there's you can't hide anywhere, right? Yeah. And I, just, Amen. I just I didn't think he McDaniel's was the guy, and so far, I mean, just look at from when McDaniel's was the coach and how they played to when. Pierce got the position and how they played. Man. Just yep. look at it. And you can't objectively look at it and say that they're not different. Yep. Yeah. It's night and day. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you look you look at post game press conferences or I'm you know, they do like the shot in the locker room, yeah, the post game yeah. speech and a big yeah. All that. Look at the last one that McDaniels had, <laughs> oh. and it was just like, wah, wah. Yeah. like people are just standing <laughs> around, they're yeah. just looking around, no one's cheering and all that. And then look at the look at the one from November, whatever, when Antonio Pierce won his first game against the Giants. Yep. And like everyone, you could just see the difference. Immediately you could see the difference. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. 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 And that's hundred percent of that comes down to leadership and the influence of that one man. Like that's yep. it. The end, you yep. know, incredible turnaround. Uh, all right. Next up, let's check in with uh, a new caller to the show. We hey. love it when we get Yay. new callers to the show, especially when we get international Ooh, new callers to the show. Uh, so call us back a couple of more times, Ernesto. So you can become the next made man here at Raiders fan radio. And Ernesto is calling us from Mexico city. Hey guys, I'm Ernesto. From Mexico City, uh, just wanted to tell you guys that this AP hire is not uh, a joy exclusively for the U.S. Raider fans. We are here uh, very excited. We wanted AP. Uh, we were doubtful for a moment. I listened to all the Mark takes. I, I agree with him about AP being the right hire. Then I saw the the video when he goes to his office, the head coach office, finally, and he just said, Raider Nation, stand up. I need time to stand up. Uh, I hope I'll hit you guys uh, in a couple of games next season. Let's uh, look uh, up for the draft. Let's hope everything aligns so we can get a QB. And let's start this new AP era, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening and saludos desde México. All right, there he is, Ernesto. That's awesome. I love that. I freaking love that, man. I love that, man. And, you know, and, and, and yeah, we all do. And, and it's, it's, again, there goes everyone who's excited about Antonio Pierce, man. And so that is great stuff there from Ernesto. Hope to run into you as well, my friend, uh, at a Raider game in this upcoming season. And so definitely stay in touch with us here at Raiders Fan Radio and hit us up a couple more times so we can make you the next made man. That was awesome. All right, next up, let's get to our buddy down in Alabama. And Alabama. And he is Josh in the Alabama. 703. What up, fam? Shout out, fucking coach. That's what I'm talking about. 
Harbaugh with the Chargers so they can keep all Chargers and fucking around. <laughs> Man, fuck the pump. Still waiting on the whole what's going on with the GM. Hey, I know they say it's between Chance Kelly nice. and Dobbs. Supposedly, no matter who gets picked, we, we can't lose. You know, I think it should be Champ Kelly because he was the interim and you work and you earn your job. But I guess uh, Ed Dodds apparently is someone that's hot on the seat that, you know, a lot of people want. So we'll see how that goes. Still waiting on that. But just, man, excited. But I, is it, is, what is this feeling? Is this, a, is this optimism? <laughs> how do y'all live like this? How can you be just so full of hope? I don't get it. I don't understand. It feels weird. Man, I'm still excited. I know we still got a long way to go and stuff. But when it, it's a whole different reaction to when we had Josh and Daniels get hired on as a head coach and you're just like, oh, fuck, is this going to go bad? <laughs> I don't have that feeling here. And it may still go bad. Got to be a pessimist at all times. It may go bad. But I feel a lot more positive and, you know, I feel like this, this is the Raiders. I know how we always talk about, oh, well, you know, Right away, he's not winning. The Patriot way is winning. And this, I would rather win or lose my way than anyone Come else's on. way. Yep. Yeah. To me, that's just – and to me, that's how we have always been. We win or lose our way. It's not someone else's way. We do it our way. Well said. It hasn't been pretty a lot of times. But, man, I am excited. I'm happy. Um I'm ready for the season to start. Hope Chiefs and the Niners lose. Fuck them both. And <laughs> man, yeah. NFL, we coming for your neck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Josh. Howdy, boy, Josh. That's fantastic. <laughs> so good, man. So good. Dig the passion of Raider Nation, man. Y'all are the absolute best. Best fan base there is, mm-hmm. period. Uh, all right, next up, we got two more to get to. We got Jay from St. Louis. What is up, Raiders Fan Radio? Murph, Swag Jeff, Michelle. This is your boy, Jay, from St. Louis. And I'm here to pose a question. As far as the quarterback is concerned for 2024, you have three options. One, Kirk Cousins and draft a quarterback, hopefully Jaden Daniels. Two, if the Bucks are dumb enough, Baker Mayfield and draft a quarterback. Or three, trade for Justin Fields, draft a quarterback, and let all three AOCs at quarterback and Justin Fields battle for the number one. Which one is your favorite option? And which one do you think the Raiders should go with? Because my gut says option three. But... I've been having a lot of debate with Raider fans, and I'm just curious. Uh, great show. Can't wait to hear it. Love you guys. I'll be in the comments. All right. There's Jay from St. Louis. Nice. There you go. Great call and a great question. Uh, QB Jeff, I'm going to pose it to you first. All right. So I think that it's a very prudent move for the Raiders to bring in a veteran quarterback 
and then draft a quarterback. And we've all the reports that we've heard is that the idea that Tom Telesco it will be aggressive in the draft and the idea that he will move in said draft to acquire our, our rookie quarterback, our, our future franchise quarterback. You, so if you bring in a veteran, you got to have somebody that's comfortable with the idea that they may not be the long-term view. So somebody like Baker, maybe even somebody like Justin Fields, are they going to want to come into a situation where the future of the team is going to be drafted to go alongside them? And so I don't know if somebody like that is going to want to come into the Raiders situation, but you also got to have a viable backup or somebody to at least mentor to your young guy. And it's not Brian Hoyer. That's not going to be the guy to, to do that. So I think it's a very valid question. I think the concept of bringing in a veteran to go along with your rookie and Aiden O'Connell, excellent idea. Now, who that guy would be, I don't know who would be willing to kind of sign off on that. Yeah, I'm I'm not in on Justin Fields. I'm not sold on him, and I think you got to give up a whole lot to get him, and I don't know if he's worth that. I like Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins has proved that he's been oh, a great player, mm-hmm. and he's a veteran, and he's not a me guy. So I think he'd be okay with playing, knowing that he's not, you know, he's going to battle it out like he is, but he's not going to be a prick and, you know, be a cancer in the locker room, if that makes sense. Not sure. Baker would be either, but... If 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 that if those are my three choices, I'm going Kirk Cousins, draft a guy. Depending, you know, I don't know if you trade up to get somebody. I don't know if any of these guys in the drafts are like they may not have can't, to can't miss that guy. Like right. I have to go get him. But yeah, if somebody falls, take take one of you know take a Penix or or one of those guys in the top, and then you got O'Connell who's got experience in case somebody gets hurt, and now your rookie is learning behind a smart quarterback like i think kirk cousins is incredibly smart and he could come into this system and and manage it very well and he can make all the throws he's not super mobile so you're not going to get you know i know everybody wants to have the mobile guy nowadays but i don't think you necessarily have to have that you just gotta have somebody that can scramble for seven yards when it's third and well, five and the pocket breaks down get out of bad plays into good ones be able to move enough to make plays and then if our defense is playing like it's been towards the end yeah. of the season that's all you need. You need a guy that's not going to make mistakes, get in a good place, make the right decisions, and play point guard and be able to move the ball around. That's what we that's what we need, in my opinion. So that reminds me then, if you think back to the Giants, and I don't remember what year it was, but when the Giants, so they draft Eli Manning, and they bring in Kurt Warner. And Kurt Warner is the, basically, brings, bring in, they bring in Kurt Warner to be the starter of the, of, the, of the team. And he plays for a little bit. Remember, he had a bad thumb and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> yeah. So they bring in Kurt Warner, not a me guy, very yeah. unselfish, very talented football player, basically rehabilitates, and then next thing you know, he's gone, and he's on to Arizona, and he takes them to the freaking Super Bowl. But the point being, though, I think that that's a, what, what you've laid out there. That's very feasible. Like, and, yeah. and then, you know, and listen, if, if, those and, are and if options, Cousins starts the, three, the first yeah. four games and balls out, and then the young guy, whether it's Jaden Daniels or whoever it is, is then ready to, to, to take over, well, then... Kurt goes on to somewhere else next year. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like conceptually, I think that that's a pretty sound way to go. And I, and I think that there's something, Michelle, to like, it, it's, it would be really a good idea for us to round out the room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. cause, and listen, Aiden O'Connell's, he's only going to be two years in the, in the league. I think it would be a good idea to bring in someone else that can be, again, that, that mentor, even if it's he's the third quarterback, somebody that can bring knowledge and almost be like an extension of the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, and I, just, I don't know a whole lot of the X's and O's of what it takes to be a quarterback and all those things, but I do think it 
I think drafting a quarterback seems like the smart move, but having someone like Kirk Cousins to come in and um, be a mentor that can like, because Aiden O'Connell's only been in the league a couple of, I mean, he's, 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 a he's year going into year two, right. so he needs that too. So, and I, I mean, I, I think, and I know a couple of people are talking about um, Russell Wilson, and then yeah, I saw that's a, you know, that's a rumor. Um, no, no way! Wow, yeah, that I don't think that's I don't that does not make sense. Yeah, and 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 I was going to bring up that point too that a, a lot of I see a lot of people talking about mm-hmm. Russ. Russ I, isn't going to want to back anybody up. You right. you well, draft a, right. you draft a high round rookie and, and pair him with Russ. That's going to be a fight. I'm telling you, man. And 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 Jeff, you brought that up, and like I didn't really look at it in that way, but like I think you're exactly right. You know, and any of those guys, I don't think you're going to have to give up as much for a guy uh, for a guy like Justin Fields as you might think. I think a third rounder is going to get him if they're going to really? be number if, if they're going to be a number one overall, maybe a third and a. All signs point third, to Caleb Williams for them. Third, third yeah. and Renfro, you know, no pun yeah. intended. You know, I mean, it may be something like that. <laughs> you go and do and that. Renfro. But, you know, but he's not going to want to mentor a guy. Yeah, no, no, you know no. what I mean? Like any, I mean, like, Baker's not going to want to mentor a guy. Baker's, yeah. you know, Baker's playing better than he has his entire career right now yeah. in Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, Tampa would be stupid to let him go. Exactly. But, you know, before. I mean, he needs to be their guy for a minute. But like, you know, Kirk Cousins may be the only like, Upward, you know, up there in age kind of veteran that knows that his shelf life isn't as long. I mean, besides, and then you look down the list, the next person may be what? Ryan Tannehill or something like that. That might yeah. be a guy. And I don't want his ass either. Yeah. He sucks no. too. Yeah, no. No, you know, you. so. No, well, here's you. the last thing on it is like CJ Stroud is an outlier. Rookie quarterbacks oh, yeah. that start right away typically do not do well. They serve much better being able to sit a year or two behind sure. a veteran and be able to learn. It's just such or a just, big Even if jump. they learn on the job, you're still Peyton Manning leading the freaking league in interceptions. Yeah. Like, it's uh, still a rough you gotta go. have help. Like, like Stroud's defense, like, uh, D'Amico Ryan's has done a great job yeah, with the Texans. Their yeah. defense is, you gotta have pieces. And we, and we, they kept the Ravens in check for a half. Exactly. And I know they got blown out in the second half, but still. And our defense a tie game showed, at halftime. Yeah, and our defense has showed promise that back half of the season, mm-hmm. but... I just I'm not a huge fan of rookies coming in right away. I just think you're so much better served sitting behind a veteran, learning, processing, being able to figure it out that way. Not saying it can't be done, but I look at this draft. Well, I was gonna say I don't, I don't know if any do, of them are pl- like can do, come in and play right away. Do you think that? And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna push on you a little bit here. Do you think that's an antiquated thought though? Because like nowadays. What's the expectation? If we draft you in the first round, you got to come in and ball out. Like you got to come in and be that that first round guy. And I think the expectation in the league and with teams is that when they draft quarterbacks that high, yeah, the expectation is that you're going to come in and play. Like you're not going to sit behind. Like you're not going to waste that amount of draft equity in the first round just to put a guy on the bench. And I, I think that the, the league and I and I totally hear you loud and clear yeah, on, for sure. on Stroud. And is is that and I mean and aside from Stroud, Aiden O'Connell was probably the best quarterback in the league this year that was a rookie. So I I, I get the idea, but like when you're ta- especially and I'll, I'll say this, there's Jeff and I have talked about this numerous times. There are so many good quarterbacks. And now we can nitpick each guy's skill set and the minutia around their games. But when you look at the from Caleb Williams to you, everybody knows all the names, Drake May and Bo Nix. There are a lot of guys. I think Jeff, that could be effective starters, especially the Raiders are playing defense the way that they are. They're not throwing to freaking Adam Thielen. 
They're thrown to Devontae Adams. They're throwing to freaking, you know. Cobes. Right? Like, I mean, I think that, that the Raiders could be set up to, to enable success for a young first-round quarterback. If somebody falls to 13, I'm, I'm all good with it. Taking him at 13. You don't do want to not, trade up? I do not want to trade up. I don't think any of these guys are necessarily generational talents. I don't think Caleb, you, and, and you can pin me in five years. Caleb Williams, in my opinion, is not going to be good in the NFL. I'm with you on he that. Does I'm, nothing, I'm with well, you, I'm too. He does, nothing, yeah. he does everything off schedule, and that, that stuff does not go well in the NFL. He does nothing within the system. That's why he's back up in the bowl game, threw for five touchdowns, because he's actually throwing on rhythm in, oh. you know, in line, that sort of thing. Now, we'll see. I just I don't like trading. Up. I just think there's so much. You have to hit on your first-round pick. I think it's very, very important. Now, well, that's what I've falls, been saying is it doesn't matter it. where we draft. We've just got to hit on Got to hit. Yeah. That's the, that's the most be, important thing yeah, is that we've got it. Okay. So now if it's a quarterback, I'm good with it, but don't, don't sell the house uh, just to go get somebody like there's, there's like if Bo Nix falls, I really like Bo Nix. I do too, man. I think he's a really good player. He's mobile enough. He can get outside of the pocket. He throws a good ball. He does it on time. He see, he knows what he's seen defensively. But like I'm just I'm not a fan of Caleb. Caleb okay, well, so I'm so not either. And and I think that Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix. Those are the two. If I had to pick, I'm saying one well, of those that, two. That guys. was the, that was the question I was going to have for you. Then I I think we're kind of unanimously on Caleb Williams. I I wouldn't touch him. Uh, so if and there's if, a potential so, head case so, there. There's a lot. Sure. Going oh, 100. Yeah. Yeah. But like, say the Raiders, because I think the Raiders are going to trade up. I think it's going to happen, whether we like it or not. I think. AP is going to find his guy and he's, yeah. and him and Tom are going to go just get our guy by any means necessary. They're going to get it and they may trade the house, whoever, you know, whatever. But if you had that option, say Caleb Williams is off the table and all the other quarterbacks are there, they trade up to get their guy. Who's that guy? So, so, so everybody's on the table. Yeah, all the quarterbacks. Not the, named Caleb all Williams. The, yeah, all the go Bo Nix. You go Bo Nix over. If he falls to thirteen. No, 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 no. no. If Any if we the... trade up, who's the guy? Who's the guy? That's, that's and we good. have to take a quarterback. Yes. 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 We're not trading up for a freaking offensive tackle. <laughs> I would. I wouldn't trade up. But if you're putting, well, me on sure. The spot, but, yeah, I'm putting, but I'm saying I would go Bo Nix. If you if I have to take a quarterback and we're trading up, I like Bo Nix the best. You still th- well, I think Bo Nix will be a there at thirteen. And if he is, I'd be, See, and that's I'd why be I don't okay even think they pick. need to move up that far. That's what I'm saying. I think we're like, talking about leapfrogging like one or two spots. Leapfrogging like Denver. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I think that's I, where we're going to end up. I think we're in, listen, and, and a lot of Raider Nation, everybody's all about, oh, we got to move up and get Caleb. We got to do that. I don't think we have to do that much. I think that we're going to watch the draft fall to us because we've, uh, ad nauseum, Jeff, we've gone over the teams that are drafting ahead of us and the needs and not needs a quarterback. Someone is gonna fall. Patrick Mahomes was a tenth, or a, 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 you know, a tenth overall. Aaron Rodgers fell to twenty four. Twenty four. Yeah. You're everybody out there that loves Captain Eyeliner. He was a second round <laughs> pick for crying out loud. Like, and he was our starter <laughs> for nine years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, it's, be patient. Okay, for, this, <laughs> okay, that was okay. enough. Okay. Now you've crossed the line. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Guys. As soon as you went Hugh Janus, it was over. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> no okay. more. Well, You're well here's done. the deal. I'm gonna see these guys. Next week, at oh, come on, yeah. talk about it. I'll be able to give you a good ask him who wants oh. to be a Raider. That, that'll be my first question when I get in front of them. Absolutely, but no, I'll get to see these guys and have a better uh, idea. But here's the other thing like, if somebody really great that's a, a generational talent in another position falls at 13, mm-hmm. 
Who, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Is he going to fall like No, that? not him. I, I haven't completely looked at everything. I'm just saying. Oh, I got you. I'm not yeah. fixated on a quarterback at 13. Like, oh, I'm not. Gosh. I'm just I think not. we got to get a quarterback. Gotta, dude. You got to get a quarterback, don't be, man. Don't be shocked if we go like a really good offensive lineman at 13. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Holy I got to bring us down. We're two up here. We got to come down. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Well, you know, we I also have issues There's too much optimism. Let's go I've, back to the reality well, yeah, of it. Well, you know, here comes Brandon Parker. Oh, oh Lord Charles have mercy. Said that, Graf said that Teles goes a best player available guy. So that's what I'm that saying. may that be lens what, what Jeff okay. is saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we talked a lot about, and you know, and, and I understand that like there's a lot of people ahead of us that need quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. But I, it's interesting that you said that, though, because kind of like what we were just talking about with free agent quarterbacks. There's a lot of good talent that are free agent quarterbacks that one of the teams above us may be thinking the same thing. You know, I mean, that's what the other thing too is. What if Denver goes and snags Justin Fields or Mm. what if, you know, what if the Patriots go and get Kirk cousins or Russ or or Russ or something like that. So like there's, a quarterback is going to drop. That's what, see, and that's what I always think, too, is that, like, and when, when mock drafts and all that stuff are starting to come out this time of year. Yeah, in January. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. Free agency yeah. has to play out. Free agency yeah. determines the draft at, at the beginning. And and by the way, mock drafts are up there with your fantasy football team. No, know. One, cares. no one cares. No, <laughs> no one, one cares. cares. All right. Especially uh, me. Sorry, you fan how you want a fan, but <laughs> some of us aren't interested. Okay. All right. Next up. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I should me. be shitting that's on people. That's me. I'm not okay. interested. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> look at my mock draft and hey here's my fantasy football team is right up with oh look what i found on pinterest yeah or look at my new baby (laughs) your baby looks like an alien okay yeah all babies look like aliens until they're three months old and then they're cute newborns are not cute they're all aliens and i I have two of them and they're they're aliens too my kids they were all newborns they were all so ugly they're all ugly they really were come on they were who wants to see pictures precious but ugly precious yeah well i'm glad you love them uh, yeah 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 sorry okay all right the last up let's check in with our buddy storm Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Storm here. Uh, just watched the press conference, and I have to say that I'm uh, pretty disappointed. Tom Telesco oh, no. did nothing to impress me or show why he was given oh, the job. Okay. AP is a freight train of charisma and confidence, so it was a surprise that Tom let him go off and do his thing for most of that interview, which was amazing. But even now, I, I didn't catch any unique voice from him or any sense of what he was looking to do as general manager besides, you know, defer to AP. You know, I know he must have pitched marketing company a real solid plan to get on the job, one that AP liked. But in my opinion, we didn't see any hint of that or even Tom's general thoughts on being GM of the Raiders in that interview. Plus, I think he can now be put into question on who the actual man in charge is. Is this AP's team? Why did Tom defer to AP and AP's vision so much in the presser? Interesting. Okay, this will be interesting discussion here. Okay. They talked a lot about cooperation, but avoided telling us who has a final say. I know from reports that Tom is the GM is supposed to be where the buck stops, but after that presser, it just doesn't feel like the case. Us hiring AP first as head coach and then Thomas GM could lead to a potential problem down the line, in my opinion, if things don't go well. You know, last night I was confused and annoyed after Tom was hired. He failed with the Chargers, and frankly, nothing I saw out of him today gave me any confidence that the man who is the general manager of the 11 straight year preseason champs and who failed to build a consistent winner with two franchise quarterbacks could lead our organization. But for what it's worth, he did draft Herbert, so maybe that's the initial plan with this hire. 
you know, get a guy who can draft a franchise quarterback and go from there. And we all know that the Chargers organization is as dysfunctional as it comes. And so I think it's really fair to say that Tom's vision was almost surely compromised by the owner and his kids. You know, if that's the case, I can understand why Mark hired him. And, of course, I'll always give him a chance. He's our general manager now. I hope it's also uh, the opposite of what happened with Dave Zeigler, where he looked impressive answering questions in the media, but supposedly folded like a rookie poker player behind closed doors to his head coach. You know, just my thoughts. Uh, you know, the good news is that AP is our head coach. Love that man. We still would easily run through a wall for him. And, you know, for Tom, you don't need to be a good press conference guy to be a good general manager. Get us a quarterback and eventually a Super Bowl. And, you know, all is easily forgiven. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, go Raiders. Right on, man. Hey, thank you for the call, Storm. Um, you know, I want to defer first off to, to just when Wendy, uh, she said that was Tom's first day in the building. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, so, you know, they, they're going to dig in. They're going to get a little bit better plan. And yeah, he deferred to AP a whole lot. But I think that's because AP's been in the building for so long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, so and I kind of liked that it was going to be more of a it's a collective group effort here. You know, I feel like for so long we've had one guy that's like, this yeah. is the way we're going to do it. This yeah. is my team. And no, I like the yeah, Gruden. Well, and how that Gruden way. And, and McDaniels, McDaniels was that yeah. way. And stuff how like off putting had he sat down and said, I'll have the last word. I'll have the last oh, say. Like that terrible. would, yeah. I think then we would be sitting here going, well, who's this guy I think he is? You know, like coming in here and saying that. So yeah, I, I thought I, I even saw a little chemistry, a little like, I hey, thought yeah. so too. I, I got a completely I, different take. And, absolutely. I, and, and, and maybe like some people are looking through really critical glasses for good reason. I mean, we have a lot of reason yeah. to be critical of the choices that have been made from previous things. So I get people like really looking Maybe with the critical, but maybe a little, I personally think a little too critically. Like I, it was the first, that was the first press conference. Like that was, I thought, I was really pleased with the, the camaraderie. I I felt like there was a connection. I don't know. Me too. It even, it even, it turned my opinion more than it did. That my, my takeaway was much And listen, and listen, everybody's takeaways are different. That's not to disparage storm your, your opinion there. But uh, I didn't catch that vibe at all. Jeff, the vibe that I caught today was that here's a guy I said it earlier in the show. You had a guy that's willing to bring the kind of humility to the, the party there where he's like, all right, this guy's the leader. I'm going to do my job based on his vision. I'm going to defer to that now. And, and But both of them also said there's going to be times, right, where it's yeah. going to be tough, but we're going to work it out. We're going to like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. th- they're saying all the right things. Now, well, you can say anything, but what your actions are, that's, that's truly what defines you. But I didn't catch any indication, not in body language or tone or word choice or anything that was off-putting that he was misrepresenting what his intention was with what he said. Yeah, and again, like it's it's a press conference. Like, yeah, are we really reading that much into this press conference? Like, I thought he did. I thought he did a great job. And do you want him to detail every move and every pick that he's going to do right then and there in his initial press conference. Like it's not going to divulge all, all of his thoughts and feelings about what he's going to do and who he wants to draft and this and that, like in that press conference, like let's call it is that press conference is, Hey, how you doing? This is me. I'm looking good right here. Like it's a setup for this and there's, and, but I do like that 
he Antonio Pierce is the he's the front, he's the face. Mm-hmm. Like this guy operates in the back, and we're gonna work together, and we're gonna be a team. And I have my opinion, and Pierce has his, and we're gonna work together and figure it out along the way. But like, I don't really know what you want him to say. Yeah. In this. Well, right. and Mark said the same like, thing. Well, what would beginning. you want to be different? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, and Mark said it right at the top of that interview. He goes, "Hey, this is the probably the last time you guys are yeah. gonna see both of these guys for a minute yeah. because they busy. Yeah, they, they got work to do. Yeah. Right. They got a lot of stuff going on. So well, you and, know, and you know, it was funny. And speaking of that, Jeff, and I loved it. I forget it was Sean Reed or whoever it was that asked the question. And you know what? I give the reporters a lot of shit sometimes. Mm. We've we've given. I almost gave them respect at the top. You know what? The reporters did a great job today. They asked very poignant topical questions there wasn't they didn't toss up a bunch of softballs and high level shit it was great job by everybody that was in the room today and so we appreciate you guys you know hondo and Vinny Vinny and and mm -hmm. vic and even paul gutierrez lord of mercy but like you know what i mean but q like i mean Uh, there's a lot of great questions today anyways that said i forget who it was that asked it but they asked about like his draft preparation and this is what you get when you got an experienced gm swag Mm. jeff he was like no we're ready we'll be ready like it, he already knows what the process is, what his process, what the team's process, team being his scout team. Like they already have a plan in place. Like Murphy's been talking about, they're going to be at the senior bowl next week. They've already, he's already done this drill. Yeah. He's been through this process before. So it was almost like he wasn't dismissive in a negative way, but he was like, mm, we'll be ready. Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the guy's got 29 years experience in the NFL. You know, I mean, he's won a freaking Super Bowl. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Hold up. Let him cook. Yeah, you know, let, you let's, not, yeah, let's not yeah. freak out yet. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. Guys, relax. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Stay well, on. you know, everyone was so fired up about AP, but there's got to be something for people to argue about. Sure, it has to yeah. got to be something for people to yeah, be upset about. You we know, we can't all be on the same page. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And speaking of that, our last caller, uh, oh, Evan. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, What you did. happened to Stu? He, did his call? Did he never call Yeah, him? no, we never got him back on. I even texted Bummer. him, but yeah, we didn't get it back on. But uh, we, we appreciate uh, Stu Swigert and appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. Let me shout you all out real quick. Tony Collins is in there. Frankie Mosqueda is in there. Jack Kenna is in there. Stacy Ruff is in there. Space Beast is in there. Oso oh, Evil is in there. Caesar is in there. Uh, Just Win Windy is in there. The Dark Raider Pot podcast is in there michael trujillo is in there holly tanner's in there shout out holly tanner uh good to see you in there uh see storm is in there deep h2o is in there uh so many of our good friends are in there we appreciate you hanging in for this episode of raiders fan radio hector lopez also is in there oflow is in there paul is in there oh my gosh we got a ton of folks in the chat room tonight uh we love you guys vic in sacramento is in there appreciate you very much all right so we take your emails we take your voicemails and we put them into the sizzler machine and uh Raider Gill is in there. Appreciate Raider Gill. <laughs> Do that again. That was funny. <laughs> That's now the official sound of the sizzler machine. <laughs> the official sizzler sound. I don't know why that slayed me. That was amazing. <laughs> So, Cal Sal, appreciate you. Greg Brayman is in there. Jack Cannon is also in there at Raider Gills, I mentioned. We appreciate you very much. So, we take your emails and voicemails, put them into the system machine, and then Swag Jeff tells us who the best emailer or phone caller was for the night. Absolutely, man. So, hey, so uh, Michelle kicked us off with some emails tonight. Yeah, Hooligan Hooligan Nation, uh, Raider Bo, Sladis, Tide Raider, and Paul, of course. And then uh, on the voicemail side, 
things. Um, uh, Jacob of Fresno, Houston Raider Steve, Ernesto, uh, Josh in the 703, Jay from St. Louis, and Storm. Uh, but tonight's Sizzler Award is going to go to a guy uh, that uh, it's first time called. He's fired up about Antonio oh, Pierce nice. from yeah. uh, from Raider Nation's own Mexico City. Uh, Sizzler Award goes to beep, boop, 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 uh, <laughs> Ernesto. Sizzler. 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 We are Metallica and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here and we ain't playing around today! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. A-P. Tommy Telescope. Hey, and, and uh, keep an eye on the uh, Raiders Fan Radio swag shop. Hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is our T Public site where all the merchandise that we sell there, we take the proceeds and we give it, well, it's all the money we get anyways. Um, oh, who's that? Is that Stu? I don't know. Somebody. Is it, is it? I don't know if it's... Oh. I don't know if it is or not. That'd be great to get Stu back. Let's get Stu on here. Let's try it. Let me, I get, well, hang on. I got to bring it up on the, on the website. You're bringing it up on the thing. Yeah, hold on. Because we've been trying to get Stu on almost all night. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, they got to call back again. Oh, Sorry. okay. Hang up and call back, caller. No, I got the, I got the app. I didn't have the app brought up here. Sorry about that. Uh, so uh, what was I saying? Was um, what were you saying? You were talking you about were... the... Sh- Keep an eye on the oh, swag. The swag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we have, uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so if you go to Raiders Fan Radio slash gear, that's Raiders Fan Radio slash gear, you can buy uh, anything you buy on the Fanatics website. There's a link there. Takes you to official Raiders merchandise, and the Fanatics folks give us a kickback. And then also if you go to the uh, the other one where he's got the T-shirt, it's got the Raiders Fan Radio logo there, yep. you can go to our Public site, and anything that you buy there, uh, Public sends us some money. And so yep. we give 100% of that money away uh, to the One Nation Foundation, so we appreciate you also very very much so uh if, if keep an eye out there because jeff and our good buddy jimmy zbach are working on a really cool ap idea man and yep. we're gonna have a really really cool shirt yep that will be uh, released by the end of the week so the stay the week. tuned and, and maybe tomorrow you know so just stay tuned raider nation because you know we're fired up about ap and and this will be a badass <laughs> well, AP it's gonna shirt. be it's gonna yes. be a good one it's gonna be good all right hey so as we're waiting to see if we can get Stu back in here uh, Jack Kenna asks a question in the chat. He says, question to the panel and chat. Who do you want as the offensive coordinator? My fir- Just off of purely alone by Antonio Pierce's and even in, in Telesco's comments today, Give us uh, go with Cliff Kingsbury. That's, Cliff that's Kingsbury. My, that's my vote. Give me the give me the guy that's got the air raid freaking offense, right, Michelle? Like that fits with the theme of the Raiders. That's what we're looking for. This guy's got the bona fides. If the Bears don't snag him up to go coach Caleb Williams, Jeff, I think yeah. that's the move. Like, well, at least that's top of mind, anyways, for me. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I, I would go Kingsbury. He seems to be a great offensive mind, and put him with the talent that we have already on offense. Find a quarterback somewhere, whether it's in free agency or the draft, and and let him go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Raider Nation, we appreciate you so very, very much. I'm going to leave the line open here uh, in case Stu calls in here before we get out. But uh, before we get out of here, first off, thank you to Swag Jeff. Thank you to Michelle. You guys are the absolute best, the best co-hosts in all of Raider Nation and all of podcasting. Love you guys so much. Uh, QB Jeff, thank you for joining us hey, here tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate I you so very, very much, man. 
Appreciate you. 100%. And Jeff, tell us about your podcast, The Group of Five Guys. Tell us about what you're doing next week in the Senior Bowl. And then also, shout out Domenico's Italian Day. Uh, yeah. Come on. Oh, oh, by the way, I got an order for you. I gotta get. I gotta give you, you an got? order. So, to, well, I'll give it to you off the air. But uh, <laughs> yeah, not like an order. Like I'm commanding you. I'm like I want to request some sandwiches and pay you for them. No, oh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. So Valerie's son's birthday is this weekend, and so we want to we want to load up on some Domenico's and some cannoli. So, but anyway, so talk about Domenico's group of five guys and what you guys are doing. All right. So I am the proprietor of Domenico's Italian Deli here in T- Murfreesboro, Tennessee. But the mothership original location is in Alameda, California, in the East Bay, right next to Oakland. So if you're ever over in that area. Go see my mom and brothers. They're there six days a week. Great food, great sandwiches. Podcast, Group of Five Guys podcast. You can find us on all the social media platforms, on YouTube as well, Spotify, all the uh, podcast platforms. We're in our off season right now, so we've taken a month off since the season has been off, but we are going to the Senior Bowl next week. So we're going to be able to see all these guys at the Senior Bowl, some of the top guys. We specifically cover the Group of Five schools, which is the smaller conferences, but I've already talked to Murph, keeping an eye out for all players next week. Hopefully check in with these guys. And we're coming on, right, Murph, next week, yeah. next Wednesday. Going to have you live. Yep. yep. All three of the group of five guys are going to be live talking about who looks good, who had the best two practices that we've watched uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. So give us, you know, give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a uh, check out our show on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, but, yeah, check us out, group of five guys. Oh, are we? Are, what are we? Are we saying? We're saying goodbye. goodbye. Are we okay. Oh. Well, usually you well, do me, music, I, I, and well, then I was wait till I got around you. I, I love the dead air. Happening. Oh, well, we'll just well, hit sorry, that, shit. that was. Oh, I'm just gonna hit it again. I'll hit it as many times as <laughs> I need to hit it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what we want to hear. We need to know about your life. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we do. Telling you. Took me a minute too. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Woo, it's going to take a while to recover from this one. No, okay. 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 All right, that, now you've gone too far. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, okay, but seriously, I'm actually really looking forward to what you have to say next Wednesday because yeah. I, I've become a little more interested. I used to not care so much, but I've come a little more interested in what's going on in the draft and all of those things. So that's really exciting. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, but I'm just happy to be back in the studio. My gosh. <laughs> How fun. I've missed you guys. I know. It has been a Missed while. you guys. Yeah. And hey, uh, much. <laughs> and much respect to, uh, of course, everyone in the in the chat, man. I want to give much respect to uh, to uh, some very special folks: uh, Daniel Mangus, Foxy Scorpio, Matthew Mangus, Kevin the Raider Nerd, the Raider Truth Chicken, Space Beast, Greg Brayman, Stacy Ruff, Jason Hunter, and Lee B. Uh, you guys all made donations to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, I mean, even a pair of hundred dollar donations from the main guy. Uh, t- we raised three hundred and fifty seven dollars for the One Nation. Foundation. So can't thank you guys enough. Much, much respect. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Don't forget, boys and girls, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. We love you guys. Much respect. Get on YouTube! Goodbye.
Bye. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Savage one says, "Don't forget Maya butt reeks." <laughs> <laughs> that was one I have not heard. No, that's a new hey. one. Oh, that's amazing. Goodness. <laughs>